Welcome to The New Monks. This podcast is dedicated to those of us on the journey of evolution. Through these episodes, we will dive into the lives of individual people and discover what they have learnt and how they have handled their growth. We believe that we all have wisdom to be shared with each other and can learn from listening to each other's stories. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, if you feel like leaving us a review and sharing the love, that would be greatly appreciated. So this is just a heads up because, you know, there's a lot of information that is coming to light at the moment. And through these episodes, each person is going to share a different side of that for them. Now, this isn't to say that every single thing that is shared here is going to be 100% accurate, you know. It's just not where we are right now. It's just not the case of the unravelling and the disclosures that are being revealed to us. Obviously, things are always, always changing. And in one moment, something can be so real and so true. And the next moment is completely shifted and changed into something else. This is the journey of evolution. This is the journey of incension that we are going through right now. So this is just an invitation that you're discernment is really really important as always as usual please take what resonates and leave the rest thank you hi and welcome back to the new monks podcast i am jane muller your host and you can find me on instagram via the link below and today's episode i'm in conversation with chris and this is just it was such an enlightening conversation for me and definitely opened some doors my own journey and yeah wow we had a very long conversation first of all this is the longest episode that I have done yet but I'm definitely a fan of the long form conversations where you can really really actually dive in we speak about so many different things here a very interesting story because he's always had these very different experiences out of this world experiences with let's call it extraterrestrials ever since he was a kid so he's always been in touch with something else and has been very aware of it his whole life and so he had a moment of recognizing his role and his mission and he opened the heart space which then shifted and changed and morphed into what he's doing now which is called peaceful human advancement to facilitate those who wish to advance and evolve we speak about so much of what's happening at the moment currently he even downloaded a message in 2016 i think which he shares with us you'll have to wait until the end for that which is so accurate to what is taking place right now and which was called the great split which is on point and we speak about you know spirituality and how having a direct experience is completely different to just reading something in a book having that knowledge in your head is a completely different experience And then we even speak about diet and all the different things that he's been going through personally in his life, as well as building a vision for the future and what is to come. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was really powerful for me and I hope that it is for you too. Thank you. (gasps) That thing always makes me laugh, it's so loud. (laughs) Recording in progress. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh, bless good to see you too, Zoom. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming into the space. 
and yeah, I've um, been following you online for a little bit now. I think it was since the beginning of last year. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have a conversation with you for a while, actually. So I'm really happy that it's managed to come now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a uh, perfect timing. Thank you for, thank you for trusting yourself and for creating this space for people to, you know, share their story, be authentic, and um, yeah, just let them speak. So that's that's really important. So thank you. I'm excited to see what comes through. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. So how I normally begin is just uh, just to take a few deep breaths in and out. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> always always fantastic those moments i know it's so cool isn't it yeah and yes. then yeah if you can just tell us how you're feeling right now right now um my armpits are starting to sweat because every time i do an interview that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so uh let's see how am i feeling right now yeah i feel centered um felt a little agitated because of the chemtrails. I was talking to you about that a few moments ago. Mm -hmm. um, I feel optimistic for what is to come for humanity, even though at this time it seems like ugh, everything's so intense. But yeah, um, I hold the vision of a peaceful humanity, ironically enough. So mm -hmm. yeah, I feel good. I, I feel like I'm ready to continue on with my projects and, and step into new avenues and continue to be of service. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? How are you feeling? I love that. I'm really excited to have this conversation. I feel like this, mm. I like what you said at the beginning. I feel like this is actually a really interesting time to have it because so much has happened over this mm -hmm. past year, like alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. much has shifted and changed. So, and it's funny because I've wanted to speak to you for a while, but if I spoke to you before, it, it would have been a completely different perspective. <laughs> yep, it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have worked. So there's always a, a time and a place, although time doesn't really exist and neither does space or place. But, you know, um, relatively speaking, there's always a more divine moment that allows mm -hmm. things to be as simple but affect as many things at, at once, you know? So I think they call that free energy or something like that, where mm -hmm. you, there's not as much of an output um, or an input as much as there is an output. So yeah, this moment mm. is powerful because now we can express and expand upon things that we couldn't before, so. Yeah, exactly. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I like what you said here. I just wanted to um, dive into that a little bit more about mm -hmm. what's happening in the world at the moment, even though sometimes it can feel like it's not a new, so you're excited for what's to come. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, 
so for people who may not know the work I do or, you know, kind of where I'm coming from, um, my mission on this planet is to achieve peaceful human advancement, whether that's with one human being or uh, one million or one billion. Uh, you know, my intention here in this body at this time is to be of service in a way that reminds people of what they are, but also how they can be and embody what they are. So what that means is a lot of times we have to undo a lot of the things that we did in our in our previous um, years as, as people on this planet. <clears throat> so lots of, uh, sorry, could you hear that? I don't know if that's like, yeah. <laughs> I'll turn off my phone. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do. And I think when I say I'm looking forward to the future, you know, I hold in my mind and in my field at all times, not at all times, but a lot of the time, a humanity that is evolved. You know, mm-hmm. we, we might still have these bodies, we might still have to utilize um, what I would call um, barbaric technology, like iPhones and stuff like that. Because uh, this technology is absolutely old and it's ancient. Kind of, uh, it's, it's like, what is, you know, it takes away from our ability to actually be telepathic and actually communicate mm-hmm. through dream space intuitively. You know, the phone is just a placeholder for people who, who are, or species who have forgotten how to utilize those abilities. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for what's to come because like anything that is worth value, anything that has um, uh, an eternal existence, it, it, it's going to go through what some would call like a dark night of the soul or some sort of um, density or intensity. Like we're growing plants inside right now, downstairs and they're like in these little pots, right? So before we put them outside, um, we grow them in, indoors for a little bit. And every once in a while, you have to go over and you have to like fan uh, the plants. So when they go outside into the the, the real environment, they can withstand um, the the tethers and the pushes and pulls of the wind, yeah, right? Yeah. So this is also symbolic of what I see is happening with humanity right now. We're all getting put into a position, whether from our higher dimensional aspects, whether through governmental structures or family or some um, uh, ill-intended medical procedures, that's kind of like the fan blowing on us, trying to make sure that we are sturdy and strong and we can withstand um, all that true reality has to offer because we are living in an artificial uh, construct. This isn't how you know, intelligent species operate. We don't operate by codependency on external things. So I'm excited to see humanity taking these steps and going through um, the the birthing pains of becoming an evolved species or re-evolving species, right? So I think uh, I wouldn't be here having this interview during the work I'm doing if people on this planet were not ready to yeah. make that next step. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely feels like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's intense. It can be intense. I mean, before you, like, I used to play college sports, right? And like, in order to be as good as as I was, and as good as our team was, we had to lift weights, we had to do all this really tough stuff. But it's like almost, it's this really interesting paradox. It's like, we we like things to be easy and simple. Mm. But yet, we're not capable or many people are not capable of doing of doing what is required to have that ease and simplicity in their life and we you know we can't skip over the fact that um 
the majority of the species has been completely brainwashed on many levels and many lifetimes. So yes, the simplicity and the privacy and the authentic and eternal realm is there, but we have to address what's actually happened. And moving through that is what hurts. It's like literally creating this like, um, actually, I could say it's, it's like taking off the bandaid, right? You 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 get a cut on your leg and you rip off the bandaid, it's going to hurt mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, so those are the kind of the growing pains I think humanity's going through. It's like, you guys really ready to make this shift or not? Yeah. So what does um, peaceful human advancement mean to you? What does peaceful human advancement mean to me? Well. When you say what does it mean to me it's i i hear that as more of like how do i perceive it mm-hmm. so i perceive pha or peaceful human advancement as a as a vehicle of consciousness that offers invitations to uh beings on this planet uh to take this next step and this next step isn't a it's 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 more of a spiritual maturity Mm. more than anything so we have to again uh take off the blinders and understand that we as a species hardly know anything Mm -hmm. that we're living in ancient times um a lot of people think that like the barbarians and the the neanderthals and the cavemen were like living in the old days yeah i'm like i don't even know if they actually existed as much as we're told yeah like the fact that we have a cell phone the fact that we can talk on a screen doesn't by any means mean that we're evolved it just means that we have kind of become lazy <laughs> with our organic technology mm. and we have forgot how to interface with actual as some people would call um consciousness assisted te- technology so c-a-t consciousness assisted technologies yeah. right meaning this is more of a consciousness assisted technology than this is you know i can't think to this and have it do anything you know this i could think to it interface with this crystal it would pick up on those frequencies and literally house and store those codes and those energies right um i mean you could make the argument that that everything kind of does that to some degree but you know we don't have to 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 mine and we don't have to um, destroy the planet as much to to work with this as we would with this. So the words in peaceful human advancement are very important. So peaceful, right? If we break that down, Mm -hmm. peaceful doesn't mean that you are never going to come across confrontation, right? Peaceful doesn't mean that you're always going to be in a complete like blissed out state. Like (laughs) I got my tea and my coffee and I'm just good to go. And the clouds are beautiful and the sun is shining. I'm so peaceful. And you just kind of ignore things that are happening in the world peaceful means that even amongst the the the, the seeming chaos and disorder you can maintain a, a centered point mm. and you can recognize yourself regardless of what's happening you know within you or outside of you so peaceful human advancement is uh that is it's a it's a maturity mm. right and then the human part would be really the beings right so so the people incarnated on this planet in these suits in these um cosmic gloves you know 
these bodies, right? The, the human species. So the human species is in need of a huge upgrade on a collective level. So my intention of the work I do is designed to target this collective of humans on this planet who are in need of an upgrade not because they're weak, not because they're inferior to any other race, but because they're actually very powerful and, excuse me, they have a great potential. And no one wants to suffer. No one wants to continue to reincarnate, reincarnate, reincarnate in a finite system. Um, I don't think any being really wants that. Mm-hmm. I just saw a really cool little thing go across your screen. Like I little, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, did you see it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I, I address the human collective. If you can, if you can address the human collective, then hopefully the planet, you know, is restored as well. And then advancement—that's my most favorite part. So that this is the part where once you have a mature, spiritually evolved human race, well, now they get to uh, move up into the higher realms of consciousness, and they actually get to utilize advanced technologies, um, free energies uh interstellar portals like all this stuff is very real it's very tangible it's here now but the state of consciousness that the majority of the population is at would never know how to operate uh an actual interstellar craft or let alone a um you know a portal device or something like this so my intention with pha is to prepare humanity to take this next cosmic step. I love this. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's it in a nutshell. That was like a five minute uh, nutshell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really feel that. I love the distinction you made with peaceful because I feel like that's so important. A lot of the time we think peaceful is supposed to be this like all open, you know, mm-hmm. all encompassing mm-hmm. thing. But what I'm learning is that some words, we have to really change the definition of what some words mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can't, I mean, because if you think about it, if you're like, I I use this, I used to teach yoga, I guess I still kind of do. I would say to my students, if you're doing yoga, only when you're doing yoga, you're not really doing yoga. Yeah, 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 100. It's like meditation, same. Same. So it's a lifestyle. It's can I maintain the the asana or the, 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 um, the, the relaxation, even amongst my kids screaming. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't, right? (laughs) Uh, And so peace is the same way. You know, if you have $1 in the bank, $1 million in the bank, what's your relationship? Like people think that pain and discomfort is the enemy. Yes. And it's not. Yeah. It's it's your interpretation and your relationship to that Mm -hmm. energy that is going to allow you to see it as an enemy or a vehicle to to co-create with. Yeah. Right. Or make a different choice with. So, yeah. That's so true. And I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes when you're delivering, you know, words that people are perceived as mm-hmm. pain or whatever, mm-hmm. then, then it's like people put that onto a person as well. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Like, but I agree. It's the way that you perceive the energy, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess I have a little bit of a uh, a jump start because I, I was trained by Navy SEAL whenever I played sports, <laughs> like an ex-Navy SEAL. So I had to go through a lot of really tough trainings that helped me understand how, how I think differently. Where, you know, most people, you know, don't play Division One sports. Most people are never taught how to 
endure things that are uncomfortable. Yeah. Like I went through a phase in my life where I wasn't allowed to yawn at 5 a.m. Because if because if I yawned, then I would have to go run around um, a football field three times in the freezing cold. So you learn that things aren't as bad as your ego and your thinking mind would have you believe they are. And you also learn that you're stronger and you have more willpower and, and more endurance and more strength and more vigor to deal with things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sensitive to that, that that's just how my brain operates. Like if things are tough, I'm like, all right, well, it is what it is right now. And sometimes that's triggering for people because they do want to just kind of be in that, like, oh, this is so bad. And like, oh, my life sucks. I'm like, you're, it doesn't have to be that, but you know, yeah. everyone's, yeah. we're all at our own space, uh, place with, yeah. with that. And that's the biggest shift when you realize, you know, mm-hmm. you're in control of it really, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's a responsibility. Yep. I mean, if you really think about it, like how many areas, like even just like in your life, are you still dependent on something else? Whether that's again, using the screen to communicate with me, um, you want to go to this, you, you're hungry. What do you do? You, most of the time we go to the store to get food. We are transitioning back into gardening and, and uh, permaculture, which is beautiful to see. That's part of peaceful human advancement, you know, in that way. But we really are tethered into the system, just yeah. like the matrix. And to pull ourselves out, now we become responsible for growing our own food. We, come, we, we have to become responsible to, to think thoughts that are uplifting and pure. We have to become responsible with an, when an energy arises within us how we work with that energy that's a lot of responsibility and sometimes it's easier for people to say you know what government you take care of me uh you know what guru or teacher you show me the way you you know you talk you tell me what to do instead of recognizing that we have all the tools and it takes just a little bit of adjustment and dedication to uh use those tools so i think the key word is, is people or the key phrase might be that people are intimidated by responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. You know? Yeah. Like it's yeah. like we, we started what well, we do. We live in the private now and uh, I'm having to transition a lot of my assets, a lot of um, kind of the way I do business into a, a venue that's, that's more private, yeah. uh, you know? So it's like, well, now what, what do I do with Instagram? how do I still connect with people so even for me it's like I'm recognizing that I'm still kind of in this space of removing codependency and moving into co-creation two different things yeah yeah I feel like there's so much to talk about when it comes to all of what is Mm -hmm. happening and moving forwards but I would also just like to um find out more about how you've when did peaceful human advancement start because i feel like when i was following you your name was already that and mm-hmm. how did you like come into the realization that this is what you're here for you know <laughs> oh i love that question <clears throat> how much time do we have now just think. <laughs> all right <clears throat> so basically so when did peaceful human advancement start i think i officially started the instagram page back in like 2017 2018 Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if I, if I scrolled back, I could see my first posts and everything. 
but I would say peaceful, peaceful human advancement was birthed through something that I had originally called the Heart Center. And this started back in 2013. And this is um, something I don't really talk a lot about. Um, there's an old Instagram page I had back then. It was called Heart Center 9 or something like that. And like, you kind of see like all this old stuff I was doing. It's so silly when I look at it. <laughs> but um, you can like see the journey. It's, it's absolutely wild. Yeah. But, um, you know, years ago, I was living by myself and, you know, single um, and not a lot of money, had a nice little rinky-dink car and a mattress to sleep on and a nice little fireplace. And uh, I sat down by the fireplace one evening and I just took out my book, my notebook and a, and a pen. I just had, I got like a huge download about humanity is getting ready to move into the next, the next stage. And it, it had everything to do with the heart. So I was, I downloaded that the heart center was the next portal that humanity was moving through and that there was going to be a huge clearing and a massive, massive shift that humans were getting ready to, to embody and kind of work through. And, but then that next stage was all about the heart center. And I still have, I think on one of my lives, I talked about it, but somewhere I have the notebook and it's ironic. It's a green notebook, right? The heart chakra is supposedly green. Um, and I have the original writings in there about all the things I was supposed to teach and offer through the heart center. And I was supposed to bring all these people together and offer these online classes. And um, then I was supposed to open up a school. And this is back again, 2012, 2013, I had just graduated college and, you know, sitting in, sitting in an apartment by myself, kind of just like, oh, all right. And so that came to fruition. I met some people along the way. We offered online, online classes um, from the Heart Center. I'm still in touch with some of those beautiful people um, from my first original offerings. If you guys can find my old Instagram, you'll see that I was offering my services for $3.96. <laughs> because at that point, um, I had realized the Tesla 369 thing. I was like, ah, oh, let's make it $3.96. Um, but trimming away all the kind of extra stuff, the Heart Center was what really jump-started my whole mission. And from there, I had started to get really interesting. Like I had tremendous amounts of uh, what I would say ET contact experiences. Um, and this has been happening my whole life. I've had very multidimensional, interdimensional experiences with different beings and uh, really intense dreams. I would dream, come out of the dream in, in this waking body, in this physical body, and then see my dream like with my eyes playing out like in front of me. Mm. So it wasn't just in my head, I could actually visually see, um, you know, my dream. So what this tells me to understanding now that I was literally in two spaces at once, mm. that I was perceiving a higher realm, you know, at the ages of, you know, nine, 10, however old I was. Um, and so all these multidimensional experiences really shaped what everyone's seeing now. And like from a very young age, I was, I would say, trained in cosmic understanding, um, higher dimensional physics, all this stuff that's kind of coming to fruition through peaceful human advancement mm -hmm. has been an accumulation of events, circumstances that have happened to me since probably earliest, um, I would say I'm like four years old, like and on. Um, so we fast forward, Heart Center was established 
And then I went outside one night, my electricity was out in my house and I couldn't pay the bill. So I had to sleep in my car. <laughs> so I sleep in my car um, in the driveway and I fell asleep obviously. And then I felt this like pressure on my, on my lower back. It didn't hurt. It was just kind of like someone was like, kind of like gently like massaging like my lower back. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, but I was, I was asleep. And then I was on this like uh, craft. I've never shared this with anyone. So it's funny. It's funny. It's all coming out now. You have a way to do this, Jess. I know. I, I see your medicine now. I get it. <laughs> I get it now. She's like, we're going to get it all. It's all going to come out. <laughs> but it's beautiful because people, people do need to hear this. Uh, <clears throat> so I was on this craft and there was three or four beings, um, light, bluish, purplish uh, skin with these very, um, I would say like royal blue. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, it's like kind of like this color, right? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't like a shirt. It wasn't like cloth. It was kind of like a layer I guess like an energetic suit. And one of them was sitting in front, one was sitting on the side and one was sitting behind me. And they were all kind of, they felt like there was an urgency because I think they knew I was like about to wake up. There was this urgency. And I saw like the most beautiful like thing ever. There was this beautiful waterfall. Like we actually like flew through the waterfall and it was um, coming over these beautiful mountains. And like, there was this, all this green, dare I say like iridescent, like beautiful colors. Like it was like amazing. And I could like see the ground. I knew I was in the, in the air perceivably. And um, they said that they were like trying to get something like out of like my back. Like they were trying to like remove something and um, it didn't, it didn't hurt, but they could tell they were like trying to be like, all right, let's go. Like we need to get this done now. And they were super peaceful. I then woke up and I was like, wait, what, like, what just happened? And my, I could feel like the, the sensation in my back, but now I was a little bit sore, like a surgery had been done. Right. And so I didn't think about that experience for years, but then like, after that experience, the stuff that was happening to me as a kid started to return again, you know, seeing different beings, um, I've had experiences where uh, like people would show up, I'd have a full on conversation, turn, look, they're gone, kind of thing. Um, I was pulled over one time, I, I got a flat tire, someone, it was like 12 o'clock at night, this guy drove up in this like uh, really dark truck, he had like a pipe, I was like, Oh, what is going to happen here? And he goes, Hey, can I can I help you? And I'm like, uh, I'm okay. He's like, No, I, I think I, I really do need to help you. He's like, you're not going to make it another um, couple miles unless I help you. I'm like, okay. He goes, if you uh, drive down this road, make this turn, there's going to be this building here. He's like, they will be able to help you. I was like, well, you just said I can't drive a couple of miles. How am I going to like, how's this tire going to make it? <clears throat> and uh, he says, trust me, like, I'll follow you all the way. He's like, you'll be fine. So I start driving down the road with this flat tire and lo and behold, make the turn, go this way. And there's this building there. I walk in and these people um, are able to help me out. I go out to talk to the guy. I said, how'd you know that this place was here? And I said, like, who are you and what's your name? And he looks at me like square in the eyes. And he says, 
I've been around for a long time and <laughs> drives off. Wow. Okay. Good. <laughs> and I never heard from him again. So I know I'm saying a lot, but I have to kind of to answer your question of how we got to PHA. It wasn't just, I hopped on Instagram. I was like, Hey world. It was like an accumulation mm -hmm. of direct real time experiences with interdimensional star beings um, that has orchestrated, you know, most of this. Mm -hmm. And so I started to study Dr. Stephen Greer years later, blah, blah. Uh, I fell asleep one night, learned about the CE5s, woke up the next morning with Peaceful Contact Initiative. That was before uh, PHA. And the intention there was to um, help people make peaceful contact. But um, yeah, so let me pause because I know I just said a lot, um, but that's how it all started. Yeah. And part two is like how we get into PHA and kind of the work I'm doing now. But yeah, that's that's like the backstory. That's so crazy. I love it. Mm -hmm. As a child, I'm wondering how how did you cope with all, you know, it sounds like you were very much in touch with that mystical kind of realm. How, how do you, because I feel like for some people it can be really difficult because, you know, mm -hmm. not everyone is having these experiences. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah i get it how i know that? how was it yeah. what was it like um it was transcendental i mean it was i grew up christian i was adopted i had a lot of i had a really interesting physical earthly upbringing um i remember asking my mom like she believed in ghosts and things like this but i found out years later that my that my biological side of my family my grandma was very like she was very tuned in very connected my, my earth mom my physical earth mom um she's very connected too she's had her own stuff going on but you could feel that she's like on it mm -hmm. so i think it, it kind of runs in the family but as a kid you know not really being able to talk about the fact that you could astral project through mirrors and that you were seeing your dreams play out in front of you, that was that was really tough. There was a time whenever my aunt was babysitting me and um, I was in my room, I think I was going to bed <clears throat> and the closet door opened. And I saw these eyes like in the closet and I was like, <sighs> like I literally like, freaked out and I like jumped out of bed. I was on a bunk bed, so I like jumped down, ran. I was like, no, there's something in there. And she's like, no, there's not. I'm like, yes, there is. And of course, like your aunt, she did. You know, she's sitting there knitting, whatever she was doing. She's not going to, you know, yeah. think, think twice. Um, so I had to, like, I saw shadow beings. Like, I would see, like, you know, energies move across the room. There was one time whenever my robe, I swear, my robe, like, hit me on the back of the head. I woke up and I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. So I was totally in floating in and out of, you know, this realm and others yeah so it was tough to, yeah to to deal with because I, I didn't know what i know now mm. and i couldn't piece it together and you know you can't go and ask the pastor like hey um you know you talk a lot about jesus over here but at the same time i'm having all this other stuff show i haven't met jesus yet but i met some cool other beings can you tell me about that it's like no you know you're a sinner you know you're, you're gonna go to hell and um yeah you kind of get shut down so yeah it was tough i would say it was tough for me to deal with it not because it was scary but because no yeah, one else yeah. around me could really understand or put p 
pieces to the puzzle, you know. So did you find it was something you didn't really speak about to other people? Um, did I speak about with other people? You know, we have like spirit has an interesting way of like making sure our needs get met. Mm -hmm. So at church, <laughs> I had a friend, I won't mention his name. I haven't spoken to him in years, but I think he was, he played a huge kind of pivotal role in like being that placeholder mm. for me. Um, he actually introduced me to football and actually more than that, uh, he would have these kind of, we would tell ghost stories together. Wow. So we would both <clears throat> get to church early. We'd go up into one of the rooms, shut off the lights and be like, so last night, da, da, da. Yeah. And so that was really cool because I couldn't talk to mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, um, other people, but he was put into my life, I think, to ensure that that purity and that innocence still was intact. Mm -hmm. And so, because I, yeah, I don't know what would happen if I didn't, if I couldn't actually verbalize it, you know, so mm -hmm. he was there for a couple of years and then played a pivotal role um, in, in holding that space um so that i could talk about it so yeah, yeah. i love that that's so sweet <laughs> yeah it was cool he's a cool guy <laughs> was there like any moments where you were, were were in denial about what you were experiencing or did you just grow to just accept okay there's more <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah uh denial was never there <laughs> wow ironically because i think it was just so like it happened so often mm-hmm like, like my dreams are so vivid. Um, I had one dream where I was talking to a dog and it was singing. And then I woke up and I saw the dog in my, in my room. And I was like, how, how are you there? Like, what are you doing? And, um, you know, and so again, and I had that other friend and actually one other friend I could talk to about it. We were hanging out one time and uh, we were playing Jenga yeah. and I threw a Jenga piece like into the fire pit we left, no one else was around. I came back and the Jenga piece was like, not in the fire. It was like, not in the fire pit anymore. He's like, how'd that happen? I was like, I don't know. So um, he, he actually messaged me years later. He's like, hey, remember we saw that UFO? And I, I didn't remember. I still don't remember to this day. He, he, he swears that me and him were hanging out and a UFO showed up. Wow. And he messaged me on, on Facebook one time. And I was like, brother, I don't know well, I don't remember that event, which is really interesting to me. Yeah. Because he remembers it. I don't. Yeah. So denial, that's the only denial. I wasn't ever really in denial because it happened so frequently. Okay. And in my opinion, it was undeniable. There was there was no like, is this true? It was just like it's happening. And uh it was, it was just part of my life, you know. Mm, I love that. It was funny because the other day I was thinking I used to have an imaginary friend when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it, I don't really see things, but I feel a lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then I just remembered the other day that I do not remember this imaginary friend at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all I remember is that my brothers and sisters always used to make fun of me. Wow. And I was thinking, yeah. how strange is that? Is that I, like, there must have been like someone there, you know, maybe mm -hmm. I, and I just do not really remember. It's so bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wild how how our brain adapts. Like, mm -hmm. like I think 
um, a lot of us have those experiences. Exactly. It's like the difference is, are we like, you can't grow a rose in the desert. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can't put a fish on land. It doesn't work. So like, we all need the correct atmosphere to help us yeah. blossom. Yeah. And it's not that you were in denial that you forgot. It's just that your brain, we have this system in our brain called the reticular activation system. Mm-hmm. And it's a bundle of nerves that sits at the base of our spine right here. Um, reticular, yeah. So RAS, reticular activation system. And it's basically a, a, a computer program or a holographic um, technology within our biological bodies that will sift out what's not important. Yes, exactly. And what's important is what we focus on or what is immediate within our surroundings. This is why whenever you get a new car, you see that car everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now that car has become a very pivotal part of your life. It's it's your transportation. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a very key role in your life. So now your brain says, oh, this is important. We, we need this. We need this. We need this. And so it's going to, it's going to literally sift out, make other cars invisible. They're not really invisible, mm-hmm. but you you have hyper awareness now to that specific car that you just bought. Mm-hmm. The same is different with these experiences. I think with your imaginary friend, it's not that you forgot. It's just that as you've grown up and as, and as you have um, had your experiences, your, your world isn't, receptive it's not talking about imaginary friends so just kind of like all right i guess this isn't important anymore you know let's go down here and so what we're learning um through avenues like this is how to broaden yes that horizon again yeah definitely <clears throat> it's so interesting i feel like what you were saying as well about someone was working on your the, your lower back at that one point mm. mm-hmm. well, like um i've definitely felt some strange things when I've been like just before going to sleep mm-hmm. crazy energies it feels like someone's working on something in my body mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. yeah and, yeah well what do you have you figured out what that is or have you thought about it I feel what I have reflected is that there yeah I feel like there are beings that are literally making some changes <laughs> in my body yeah yeah like like positive ones like uh like things that assist a little yeah. bit yeah exactly yeah. yeah and if you I bet if you kind of go back to that moment and then watch your trajectory mm. I, I have a feeling you'd see that it's upgraded yeah good word <laughs> you know because that's essentially like it goes back again to peaceful human advancement well how what's you know ETs are never going to land and like in their true form yeah in their starships and be like hey we're here from planet you know whatever and we're here from whatever dimension and we've come with this technology it's just one that's not how evolution takes place two um that's what's that it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that so the cosmos source prime creator is way more intelligent it's like well all right it's 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 no different than like if our um body gets sick if we have a soreness in our body if, if we stub our toe or something the body will send white blood cells there to to um, purify the blood or bring more blood into it. You know, it doesn't send the brain down. It doesn't send like, like my consciousness isn't like, hey guys, I'm here to help you out. It, it's a very subtle <laughs> thing. And so I feel like instead of coming in their true form, what happens is 
our star family, which is really versions of, of us or other beings who have our best interests at heart, will intervene in ways that are subtle. Like for me, I understand that I'm really not from this star system. I, I, I know that for a fact. Yeah. I, don't, I think the things in my life that have happened to me don't happen to everyone. I, like I've just said a few things, but there's but, yeah. a tremendous amount more that's like, yeah, goes without saying. I can imagine. And so we incarnate in this form, right? And then our star team, where we're truly from, mm-hmm. assist us so that we can continue on with our mission. So I think um, that's how it happens instead of, you know, everyone's like, well, when are the ETs going to show up? It's like, well, how do you know they're not already here? Mm-hmm. Just not in a way that you have thought. Like every, the humans are so they're so visceral. They're like, I need to see it. Like, I need to touch it. I can't touch it. I can't see it. It's like, source is so much cooler than that. (laughs) Like, if you listen to any of these kind of conversations, this isn't a normal human conversation. So what kind of intelligence do you think is speaking? Do you think that it's just a simple, basic, everyday human being that's like, all right, time to go to Walmart and going to go watch some TV. Like, no. Mm-hmm. So the ETs, the star beings, we're, we're here. It's the, We've been here. You know, it mm-hmm. goes without saying. So I love this. Yeah. That just reminded mm-hmm. me of this. This is, I don't know if you heard of Soho House, but like it's quite. Seventh cool. House? Soho House. No. It's like a school private members club, but like. Yeah one of the houses in Shoreditch is basically you can't tell that there's an entrance there I remember when it first opened nobody mm-hmm. knew where the entrance was and it was like really cool and it was like oh. like so it's so much cooler than that it's so much cooler it's it's so much more yeah. simple and way more intelligent yeah like it's when I really think about all of this I'm like my goodness like what a design plan like if you want to upgrade a race you're going to send in aspects of higher dimensional essence into the human form in order to hold the code and frequency to deliver a message. Mm-hmm. But people will never suspect that you're anything else other than another human. All the while you're radiating an energy that if they can pick up on it, you know, through their own free will choice, uh, it's going to be drastically impactful, you know? I love that. This I love this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah, and, right. and and who's to say that, you know, with those experiences you've had, with, you know, beings working on you, who's to say that um, you know, of course I really do feel like they are they're parts of you in 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 your higher form. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, well, if that didn't happen, we may have just been subject to, to the basic human programming. You know, mm-hmm. like that might've been a contract that we had to get an upgrade. Just like we like, okay, uh, the car needs an oil change. I'm going to take it in yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what? Okay, Jess and Chris, all right. Uh, they've been down there for <laughs> 20, 30 years. We need to get a little boost. <laughs> I love that. It's funny as well, because it feels like there's like a pressure. Mm-hmm. And like things mm-hmm. are moving and it's like, okay, okay. And I'm like, okay, just stay still. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, have you had like out-of-body experiences and things like that? Like I th- that you remember? I don't know, because I feel like out-of-body experiences is quite a broad term, you know. Cause it I certainly feel like is. Out-of-body, but then there's out-of-body. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I know 
um because i've studied a bunch of different like avenues through the obe community um one of the main symptoms is as you're falling asleep if you can maintain or if your consciousness when i say your consciousness i mean where you have your body consciousness but then you just have your your awareness right that's not jess it's not chris it's not tim or susie it's just the observing principle of you yeah if that can stay online as the physical form goes to sleep you'll feel the shift from your physical body into your ethereal body like you can oh. actually feel that happen yeah. i felt i felt this a mm -hmm. couple times mm -hmm. go ahead what are you gonna say yeah no i think that is so <clears throat> true because that's where the sh that's where i feel it all happening it's like above my body you know yeah does it, whole, yeah. yeah does it feel like um does it all kind of start to like uh, localize yes yeah so that's like that's like the beginning signs of an obe not everything's et's and aliens guys <laughs> that's, that. that's actually important that's important to, to to know because the more logical you can be and just common sense that's actually really magical because mm -hmm. it keeps people from being like Oh, like, like we, of course, it's, it's so easy to just dismiss um, something as profound as an out-of-body experience um, for like, oh, that's the aliens. Like, of course it could be certainly yes, but let's look at other things too, to see if it's, could be this as well. And then we'll compare the two and then we'll look for truth and truth will reveal itself. So, you know, like this is something that like, really I've learned. It's like, everything that goes bump in the night isn't a ghost yeah. everything that shines in the sky isn't a starship mm -hmm. you know every sensation isn't a, you know a um ast or what does it go to people say like a ascension symptom yeah yeah yeah. No, that's, that's just your body speaking to you <laughs> about something that it doesn't like that you ate like people need to keep it simple but going back to that feeling so like, okay, so basically right now you and I are both more or less identified in these forms. And if we can relax enough, us as our truest essence, we'll start to be like, oh, okay, the body's sleeping. I'm going to go on a journey. Yes. I'm going to go travel. And what this feels like, at least for me, is like, it sounds like a rocket ship. It's like, it's like this really intense sound. And that's literally the reverberation as your consciousness moves into another dimension. It does this every single night. Wow. And then for me, what's happened is like, I feel all the energy, like get right here. And then I, then I literally like, boom, like, ex like explode. But that explosion is really just uh, like the upshift mm. into the next oscillation or the next frequency of my being. Mm. And then from there, um, you know, journeys can continue. I've seen some pretty cool things. I've, rolled out of my body which you're never really rolling out of your body you're just shifting into your other form yeah i've like rolled onto the floor and it's like oh like it's weird it feels very kind of like you feel lighter but if you can imagine that like uh you're not in this density anymore mm -hmm. yeah you know you start to move into your liquid light form so yeah i feel like that might be what you have experienced as well yeah <clears throat> it's interesting i feel like there's i've had some different things but it's mm -hmm. not really like clear and it, mm -hmm. also i don't normally see it's normally just feelings and sensations yeah I'm just like, all right okay here we go yeah. <laughs> yeah 
and, and as you go to sleep you can just in like i feel like one of the best places to materialize your reality is is when you when you fall asleep because mm-hmm. when again when you're falling asleep your your ego mind is like right yes and then you 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 the powerful you that the real big i is present so mm-hmm. as you start to drift off you can recite you know um i'm powerful i'm peaceful you know uh, I want some ice cream tomorrow, whatever it is, or um, I'd like to have an upgrade from my star team, mm-hmm. you know, and really become a, a responsible sleeper. Mm. So even sleep, we have to become responsible for now. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. What I find really interesting is that, <clears throat> and I don't know, I feel like for me, when I was younger, there were probably other experiences that I have, but I don't really remember. And a lot of people, I think, they normally have this, like, moment in their adult life or something, you know what I mean? That really mm-hmm. gets them into, like, oh, recognition of something else. But it's, mm. like, for you, it was literally throughout your entire life. <laughs> yeah, it was throughout my entire life. I mean, even in college, whenever I was playing football, like, at a Division One school and, you know, you know, college is kind of like whenever people either find themselves or lose themselves. That's how I see it. It's like, if, mm-hmm. if you go to an actual university um those universities most of the time are not meant to uh truly bring out your spirit they're meant to suppress it and turn you into a corporation a corporate worker right yeah so even in those years things happened that were unexplainable and and i and i want to go i want to tie this into your original question and insight about what's happening on the planet right now yeah so what I'm sharing, what I have shared so far, if people can even feel into this just for a moment, just for a second, and really start to even perceive what it would be like to maybe have your um, higher identity roll out of your body or perceive what it, might, what it must feel like to be able to see your dreams play out in front of you. Like even j- just those two things, if you can allow yourself to just ponder that, a lot of the questions that the spiritual community seeks will be answered mm-hmm. because we're all kind of not all, but many people are seeking this kind of like other thing. And it really just takes a moment of pause and, and a stillness and a, an observation. Yeah. And so, um, and that will naturally help humanity progress as humanity focuses more on those kind of, phenomena and less on you know um what's happening in the super bowl you know so but back to uh the 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 two instances in in college which i'm tying into what i just said um so i was dating someone at the time every day she was she was on the softball team i was on the football team ah here we go yeah you know (laughs) and um she would come over to my apartment every day before practice and she would drop her keys on the table in the middle of the living room like mm-hmm. verbatim every day drive over drop the keys we'd hang out watch a movie do whatever eat some popcorn um one day she came over she dropped the keys on the table um we went in the kitchen to, like to make pasta or something and it wasn't a very big it was like a 600 square it was a very small apartment it wasn't big by any means because you're in college and you don't really got that kind of money um <clears throat> and she had to go to practice for her softball practice. So she couldn't stay long. 
So we started to make the pasta. She realized that she was a couple minutes late. She ran into the living room and the keys were gone. Wow. She couldn't find the keys. Now, this is a very small apartment, one room, one kitchen, uh, bathroom and living room are attached. Okay. It's, it's very little. So I'm like, okay, well, they got to be here somewhere. Of course, like, of course the keys are, are here somewhere. Like we'll find them. They fell off the floor or something like that. And um, we look everywhere under the cushions of the couch, in the room, in the kitchen, literally looked everywhere. So then we start to rationalize and think logically, well, a mouse could have taken them. Okay. Well, um, good chance mouse isn't going to come out in the middle of the day, two o'clock in the afternoon and just jump on a table and take keys. But if it did, you would hear the jingling of the keys. Yes. Logically, if anything came in and took those keys, you would hear the jingling of the keys, right? Yeah. And she starts crying because she, now she's going to miss practice. She's the, she's the starting pitcher. But we could not find those keys anywhere. Wow. Had to call her mom. Her mom came, picked her up, took her to practice. What we found out, though, is that the route she usually takes after she leaves, there was a huge accident. Wow. And had she have gone at the time she normally does, she could have been involved in that accident. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we were both like, oh my God, like this is, like, you cannot make this up. Mm. And so I thought, you know what, once I move out in, in a couple of weeks here, um, change locations, you know, I'm going to find the keys. Like, of course we moved, I moved out, moved all the stuff never found the keys to this day never found the keys it's crazy so that was one another time um cleaned my room had this uh gray jacket that i used to wear folded it put it up in my closet top shelf i can still see the closet to this day with the jacket folded on there didn't have a roommate locked the door because that was protocol when everyone called you always lock the door behind you you have your little um id card you lock the door. That's just what you do. Come back um, half an hour, an hour later, no roommate, doors locked. Come back into the room. And this still gives me chills to this day. The jacket is laid out on the bed, arms out, perfectly flat, zipped up perfectly on my bed. And I'm like, like how is this possible so i mean things like this have been happening my whole life and i didn't need one kind of huge event to like shake me out of my yes age yes you know um i'm grateful that i've had these experiences and often it's hard for me to relate to the average person or even spiritual people because mm. a lot of spiritual people are going off of the books Oof. that they've read they're going off of the, what the teacher said. They're going off of what the guru said, what the um, you know mechanic said, but they lack direct, actual, mm-hmm. multidimensional, interdimensional experiences. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to really relate because I, my whole life I've had these things happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's so why I tell people like, you know, all the Klontek science stuff I've looked into has only been a reflection of my, my existence on this planet. And um, people will be like, oh yeah, I, I read that in a book. And have you read the book of Ra? I get this all the time. Have you read the law of one? Have you read the, uh, the, the book of Ra? And I'm like, nope. 
you sound a lot like that. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's because truth is truth. And once you recognize that, once you can align with that and, and be that, um, the books start sounding like you, or you start sounding like the books because it's one and the same. It's just that people who have embodied that frequency write the book and others think it's some grander, grandiose thing, but really all they did is tune into themselves and recognize the inherent truth. And so, yeah, I mean, direct experience, like actual direct experience is, is always going to be um, triumphant for me. <clears throat> yeah. That's so interesting. I've, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm just really yeah. resonating a lot with what you're saying. I feel like, um yeah in a way i think i've had a similar experience maybe not to the extent of the like out of this world or out of the ordinary experiences you've had but i've just always felt this like deep connection like since i was a kid mm -hmm. and then as and i was just about to ask you as well about your journey through you know learning through different information mm. that i touched on but it was funny because i feel like as i was going into all these different teachings and stuff it was always, it just also had uh, maybe what you're saying as well. It's just like, it was difficult to connect there because mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm just hearing you saying it, it's like, oh, now that, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> now, now it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah? <clears throat> yeah. And that's the key. That's it. Is that it, it clicks that something and you can't really, you don't need to pinpoint, but it's like, yes. aha, that's yeah. that thing. Um, also mm -hmm. what you said about books mm -hmm. like i don't know what it's so strange because people always say to me oh have you read this book have you read this and i'm just thinking what's this got to do with anything like <laughs> it's so weird i'm just like wait why are they telling me about this book you know like <laughs> what does it have to do with anything i thought that it's true yeah it's like what do you mean yeah. yeah yeah and um this is what i'll say on on books that now that we're on the topic now i love to read Yes, yeah, this is the interesting <laughs> thing. I actually love to read and I love to understand things like I, I studied psychology, um, developmental psychology in college. Um, I was always fascinated with the brain, like how people like how do how do humans think like what is the going on here now? Um, I've read a lot of different books, <clears throat> a lot of different teachings, a lot of different modalities. Yeah but they have come after I've had an event. Yes. Like hardly ever have I been like randomly been like, ah, oh, duh, like pick up. Like I've always had some sort of thing happen. Then, then that then um, I would like to just have more information on. Mm -hmm. Right. And just like, okay, well, huh. I wonder how that works or whatever. And so the huge distinction I, I'd like to make for the people who will watch this, even just for you and I here is that, whenever you fall in love with the teacher, you're always going to miss the lesson, right? Whenever you always fall in love with like the information or the knowledge, it, it kind of pulls you away from the gnosis and the knowing and the being, mm. right? Wisdom is not the same as knowledge. Knowledge can come from a book. Wisdom comes from the spirit. Yeah. Two different things, right? Knowledge can reflect and um, at sometimes enhance wisdom, right? The, the innate knowing. Um, but where I, like, like you're saying, like, what's this have to do with anything? You know, I enjoy reading 
because it validates and, and it affirms my own experiences. Mm. Like I've been pondering gravity. And so now I'm, I'm reading on, on field theory and some blanks are being filled in. But since I have a primer of already understanding a few certain things just from experience, um, this doesn't become my religion. It doesn't become like I need this doesn't become like my go-to it's like something i can utilize as a tool just like this crystal it's beautiful it's you know it has its thing but it's it's a tool it's not something that is required by by me or anyone else you know mm. so yeah i don't want people to think that i'm like never read a book again you can't look at any information it's like of course you can of course you can read the teachings yes from what platform are you doing it from Ooh, that's a good one yeah you know are you doing it from a place of like, I don't know anything. I haven't, I'm just kind of sitting here in the dark. And maybe some people are, and they do need that primer. Maybe they, that primer is found in a book. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, but just remember that the books can only point to the sun. They are not the sun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like you want to say something, go for it. Yeah, no, it's <clears> so interesting. I remember like, at the beginning of like I did have a big shift and I went to this philosophy class in London and I met this guy who was a bit older than me like in his 50s and I remember him saying something to me like you know I'm so interested in you because I felt I feel like you had an experience that when that's what led you here but most people just come here to find the experience do you know what I mean yes that's it that's that's that said that said perfect like, say it one more time that's literally said perfect <laughs> that's perfect yeah exactly it, it. Yeah. yeah so can you actually say it one more time like that that <laughs> phrase right there <laughs> if i can remember yes basically I, yeah he was like i came there because i had an experience mm -hmm. that, that's what brought me there but a lot of the other people were going there to find the experience right yeah yeah and and that that's wisdom you know that's that's wisdom and that right there will solve a lot of problems but again we go back to that r word responsibility mm. so you know can people handle the responsibility of having an out-of-body experience can people handle the responsibility of seeing a starship it drives some people crazy yeah <laughs> so yeah. you know maybe on a soul level on a, on, a, on a higher level some people simply are not ready to handle that duty of yeah. knowing what it means to actually connect in real physical time with another being from another planet yeah you know and 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 i think i think this is specific to not a lot of people um so the books hold their place but again they're not the experience themselves like I can read all day long about how many dimensions they are and how they intersect and, and <laughs> what chakras do this and, and um, what beings are doing that. But how is that going to translate into my everyday experience with source? Yeah. You know, with, with the, the universe at large. Mm. And so, um, yeah, you go, you went there because you had an experience. Mm. and you're just looking for some like dust to clear off and some clarity yeah so you're not coming from what i call uh, a negative one mm. a lot of people go into things from a negative one meaning they're lacking something they need something and the last time i did math 
if you start out with a negative one, you're never going to get to one. There's, you know, uh, you can keep trying to add, but you're starting from a negative. Mm -hmm. And so to start from a positive or a plus one would be conducive to someone simply recognizing that, yeah, I, I have maybe I haven't had any experiences, but I can experience myself. You know, I can't experience my own thoughts in this moment. I can't experience the way that uh, the wind blows and the trees move and the, and the water all move at the same. If you notice, they all move at the same rate. The clouds, the water, and the trees are always moving. Whether it's fast or slow, they're always moving at the same time. You can observe these things. You know, you can experience looking at a flower without calling it beautiful, without saying it's pretty, without saying it's color, just observing and perceiving the flower and there's information in there that if you're if you're putting a label and a category on that flower oh that's a beautiful flower look at that rose it's it smells so nice like these are all identifiers of the mind to try to um make our reality make sense but what's there whenever we don't call something by a name yeah and so maybe people aren't ready to experience ets and um deeper things like that but every human has the ability to 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 observe the reality just a little bit differently mm. and that wisdom um is going to supersede what you find in a book i i'd say that every time mm. so then you they'll be like you they'll be going to the event at a plus one mm. and able to integrate any other external thing that they feel resonates right mm -hmm. It's so interesting because I guess sometimes you don't, you, one might not necessarily know, you know what I mean, that they have what, what it is, what this, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's a tricky dance. And um, I think that's why beings like you, uh, like others like you, others like myself are on the planet to, to, you know, not save anyone, but to say, yeah, you know what, there is something a little bit different we could do here. Yeah. Um, and again, that's the whole intelligence of, of the creator. It's like, if it's going to upgrade itself, it needs to bring in aspects of itself to other places of itself that have forgotten that it is itself. Yeah. <laughs> Did you follow all that? <laughs> so they send in, um, you know, sources and other, you know, you know, even, even that word source, I've come to understand completely different too. That's a whole other topic though. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, everything's shifting. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. I feel like it made a lot of sense because I feel like what happened is I was always going to these different teachings and these different groups and, and it <clears throat> never clicked. It was just like, wait, but this doesn't make any sense. And I think mm -hmm. that's like one of the biggest reasons why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, and there's, like, I just met a guy this weekend. He was, he was a, he was a wonderful man. Um, family is great. And he said to me, um, I was talking and he's like, oh yeah, that's in this book. And it wasn't the law of one. It was like, and it's something else. He's like, oh yeah, I learned that from da, da, da. And like, I just kept hearing like, I learned that from, I learned that from, Wow. you know, and it was like, okay, interesting because where that, where that's great. And it's gotten him to that point where he can recognize the deeper implications of reality. I'm, I'm just always a big component of like, uh, come to the books secondary, you know, yeah. because you now have a primer within you. That is your intuition. Because like right now, 
contrary to uh, popular belief, especially in some communities, um, you know, base 12 is, is amazing. I agree with the math and I, I actually really resonate with a lot of that. Yeah, same. But, but I've been looking into other things that some people would deem like, oh, that's fallen or that's this or that. And I'm like, we can't just write everything off that doesn't fit a certain mold because there's there's the prime creator in all of it. And so I've been studying a lot about uh, field theory and a lot of the deeper impl implications on, on gravity and how um, uh, you know light works and how sound works. And to some that might seem like, well, that's just you know the base 10 and it's like, I, I went in that direction for a while. I was like, oh, nope, I'm only dealing with base 12 and that's it. It's like, but now I feel like I've integrated the both of them to the point where I can understand that I can I can look at something base 10 and not be like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm done. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm It's like so you have to have that inner purity and innocence, mm -hmm. you know, in order to navigate different realms like. A child can talk to um, a complete stranger with no veil, you know, not being afraid or scared. And this stranger could be an a-hole, right? But their innocence protects them. Yes. You see what I'm saying? And so they're not afraid to like look at it. Mm -hmm. And like, here's a good example. If the devil came up to the devil, figuratively speaking, you know, if the devil came up to me and he said, you know what? You're wearing a blue, you're, you're wearing a blue sweatshirt, you know? And then let's say, let's say an angel came up to me and said, you know what? You're wearing a pink sweatshirt. I feel like a lot of people would be like, they'd listen to the angel simply because of the title and quote, the perceived status of the angel, mm -hmm. instead of looking for truth, mm. because in that moment, mm. the devil was telling the truth. But you can't see that because you're so wrapped up in the fact that it's the devil, mm. right? And so the truth isn't biased. It doesn't care what avenue. It doesn't care who. It doesn't care what. It's just it is what it is. And so we have to understand that when we're looking at different teachings, when we're looking at different mechanics, when we're looking at different things in the world, it's never about the external thing. It's always about you mm. looking for that that uh inner compass to ping whenever mm -hmm. did it be, be, be. oh that's it well that's coming from someone who talks about base 10 eh true you're right but they're actually making sense right now and i'm not afraid of it it's okay you know um and this is true for um the food industry it's true for any realm really it's like if we can make truth the most important truth and wisdom the most important um guidance then we're not afraid of any of it Oof. we can literally take away what doesn't resonate yeah but not yeah. be afraid to look into things that one group says uh, is good another group says is bad you know yeah i love that you brought this up because i feel like it's huge at the moment and, mm -hmm. and you're right it's not just with this like base 12 teachings and everything mm -hmm. it's everything it's the whole world Every, it's everything everything that's going on right now I feel like there's so much black and white happening. Right. And I feel like the whole purpose of this period is so that we can heighten our discernment. 
no matter what you know what I mean yes yes I love how you take what I say and you're just like one or two lines simplified boom boom I'm like da 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 you're like boom 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 <laughs> I love it but it's good it's I like how you're giving examples as well because that's yeah like... yeah yeah and and let's talk about the state of the world um but also you know? I just wanted to say as well that you know, when it comes to books, I'm, I'm just really cautious now. And I think maybe what you said as well is what is resonating with me, because I won't just go and read any book now. <laughs> like, right. You're just not doing that. Right. Of course not. It's like, it's silly. There has to be a co-resonance there. Yeah. But it's right? funny because last year when you were talking a lot about water, water. Mm -hmm. Water. Yeah, yeah. And that's the reason why I read The Voyages as well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think the voyages is great. I mean, yeah. I think it's, you yeah. know, I know people say a bunch of different things, but it, it was a great primer for. Mm -hmm. And again, you can discern and feel into. That's what I mean. Like that's a big book to go into. <laughs> and if you just go into it like butt naked, like with no kind of inner awareness and no kind of discernment, you're gonna be pulled all over the place. Mm -hmm. Then then you're gonna latch on to it because it's like. But Ashiana Dean said this, and so and so said this. It's like you have to be the 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 final decision maker over yeah. your field. You know? I, yeah, I feel like this is such an interesting topic because I feel like it's happening everywhere, and I feel like it's so interesting to see how it's so easy to get played with these dynamics. Mm. And mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's quite difficult actually to be able to come out and. And to not be afraid as well. Yeah, that's again, it's the R word, responsibility. Yeah. Taking radical responsibility for, and just acknowledging, yeah, like right now in the world, it's 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 intense to say, well, you know what, I don't want to get that medical procedure. Oh, I do want to get that medical procedure. And then you hear like, <laughs> you know, I, I want to wear the, the, the face covering. I don't want to wear the face covering. It's like, well, yeah. it's like, okay, at the end of the day, um, you know, let's take person A who doesn't want to wear the face covering, person B who does. They both have had different primers. And I talked a little bit about this in one of my uh, videos a couple of weeks, uh, last week. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, it's not even really a spiritual thing. It's a scientific thing. It's a basic uh, function of the brain thing. Like a lot of the reason people are having a tough time is because they're not really struggling with the external world. They're struggling with the fact that their higher consciousness is trying to tell them, like, you're running a program that was literally uh, implemented to you through, um, what's it called? Uh, psychological manipulation. Um, there's another word. I don't know, but it's... Um, it's like what they do to soldiers and stuff. They like brainwash them, but it's like a really, oh, like a MK Ultra style. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has been, everyone's like, oh, the MK Ultra. It's like, yeah, you think it's just, you think it's just in those underground bases? It's in the news. It's, yeah. it's how they have set up reality. They've, they've used those experiments to say, okay, well, now we can roll this out on a mass scale. And so now people think that they're thinking for themselves. Yes. But they're not. And they think that they're thinking rationally and logically, but they're not. That's so true. They're thinking based on the program that's been rolled out in front of them through their everyday life that they have never, uh, you know, what would never have guessed. You know, well, I'm just drinking this. I'm just watching that. It's not a big deal. 
that's a lot of interesting patterns that keep showing up in your life as far as like the same colors, you know, the, the same words that are being used. Like the world is magical. It's either you understand that and two things happen. You manipulate it for, for quote, good or you, or you manipulate it for nefarious purposes, right? And so if people don't recognize the very fundamental functions of their brain, it doesn't matter how spiritual, how spiritual and how enlightened you are, you so know, because <clears throat> I was so surprised by how many people I saw, you know, wanting to do the face coverings and stuff like that. And again, I don't, I'm not saying they're bad people, but I was like, it just showed me how many people were actually still under the spell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so interesting to yeah see. It's, it's so interesting and yeah it's so funny because there are some there are others who are just like no <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm good yeah. right and, well what, what do you think that is why do you think some people or what do you think the people who just say no what what's how why how is that possible yes good <clears throat> them I think there's a level of understanding of being able to see the deeper truths of what's taking place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But how do they escape the programming then? Yeah. How, how are they able to see it? I was just going yeah. to mention that to you because you, like you were saying with the programs that we're all running, like we're all being brainwashed. If you, you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. You don't know what you don't know. How do you come to the... Yeah, it's really interesting. Nicole as well, I just uh, interviewed this doctor and she said, literally said that she re she started to realize that she was, her thoughts were actually just this manipulation that weren't actually her thoughts. They're not. This is a deep, this is a, this is probably the most, this could be the most important part of this whole conversation <clears throat> because wow. there's a lot of people on this planet who are not operating, who are not connected to their soul matrix. You're not talking to an actual human being. What do You're you talking to, what's that? What do you mean by that? The soul matrix? Just... Or the spirit matrix. So sentient consciousness, um, higher self. What I mean is hmm. if you pay attention, you have conversations with people and <clears throat> some of them will say the same thing over and over. Yes. Or you'll talk to them one day, you, you, you meet with them a week later and they tell you the same story. It's like, you just, we just talked about this. And it's not that they forgot. It's just that they're on a loop. It's because they're not pulling in or they're not uh, emanating organic thoughts. And so the, I said this the other day, the most tricky, the most trickiest sense that we have is our, is our eyes. We think that we can see, but we're completely blind. Yeah. And there's a movie called they live. I don't, have you yeah, seen that movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening. And we're not actually physically putting on goggles or glasses that make us see people's true forms. It's, it's a resonance. It's a frequency that you have to be able to tune into or you can't. So yeah. what I mean is, yeah, yeah. that's people, it. That's it. People, but this is why people can't. Okay. Because this grand harvest and this, because all that cosmic stuff, there is some deep truth to it. You know, just like on this planet, we have to eat food to survive. Well, you know, as above, so below, right? We all kind of know this. Yeah. And if you are a, it doesn't even matter what kind of being. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't, it could be just, uh, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're a thing that operates and feeds on um, energy, 
and you have a race of beings who have very high coding just because that's how they were created over <laughs> yeah yeah right exactly over time um it's no different than if i have a piece of pizza and i, I figure out that that pizza is really good i'm gonna go to the store or i'm gonna make that pizza again and then i'm gonna save some put it in the put it in the in the fridge or the freezer right to harvest it for later so what's happened on this planet we're seeing in this time right now a lot of the souls are just the leftover pizza mm. meaning they're they're not connected to their actual uh energy centers higher functions mm. and so they have accepted a program that they have picked up either from a previous harvesting cycle and they've reincarnated mm -hmm. and they're just still running that same pattern or they have just picked up on um the base programming of this reality yeah yeah and so when you're talking to people really start to pay attention are you don't go crazy with it like oh my god just if it comes up it comes up just kind of observe you know is is there a spirit that's speaking to me they don't have to know all the cosmic stuff but there's a level of like gentleness a level of kind of like um sentience that you can feel right from from people who are still connected to their spiritual matrix and they could still be eating mcdonald's and drinking and all this stuff but they could still be connected to their spiritual matrix then you can have people who are spiritual, but they're not connected to the spiritual matrix because the second you yes. say something, yes, yes, the program comes up and you're like, whoa, what, what, whoa, what's going on here? Mm. Right? It's a very tricky thing that's happening to, to humanity right now. It is so tricky and intricate and, mm -hmm. uh, and unexpected, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So as we like continue on and, and we engage with people, um, you know, my goal isn't to like have every single being on the planet move into the next density or the next harmonic universe. My goal is to spark the ones who can pick up on the frequency. And then if they choose to move on, they do. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like that's an, an important reminder. To, even for myself you know <laughs> like, mm -hmm. yeah how it's kind of gonna happen really yeah. yeah so what do you i have a question for you what do you think that uh so you see things rolling out the way they are you know we had the medical procedure going down we had the face coverings we had the supposed war um <laughs> what do you see happening like with the like let's not talk about the sect groups of people who are choosing to make the choice to move on or to be responsible but what do you think is going to happen with the people who don't mm. or who, who haven't made that choice i know it's really interesting i feel like yeah i've, I've heard a lot about this bifurcation you know mm -hmm. yeah, like yeah, yeah. i've started to feel it more in my life mm -hmm. like relationships really mm -hmm. like some people like I've just I don't really speak to them much anymore and you know it's been a mm -hmm. different parts but I don't know it's really interesting I think um I feel like there must be some of them that are going to realize at a later date do you know what I mean mm -hmm. <laughs> at the next party <laughs> oh I forgot my you know whatever I forgot my snack hold on I'm coming yeah <laughs> yeah but actually what, what I've heard is that um there's a different process for them 
Mm. They go through this regenesis. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because back in 2016, I wrote something called The Great Split. And this is before I came. Do you remember me writing about that on Instagram? No, but that's just totally what I've heard that recently. (laughs) I can go get it to you. And if we have time, I could read what I wrote back then and and see how resonant it is like for what's happening right now. Mm. Um, It's it's just right here. It'll take me like 30 seconds. So, so again, this is um, very, very relevant because, you know, history repeats itself until someone throws like the wheels of history repeat themselves until someone decides to throw a wrench in the gears and stop it so you know meaning people have to take actions beings have to take action to to really see different results take place um all right so i wrote this and you know we're talking about kind of this this bifurcation and this uh splitting of timelines i wrote this back in 2016 i called it the great separation um (laughs) wow right on time it's kind of choppy here, so I'm I'm to like sift through it, but it does no good trying to change the world. The world is on its own evolutionary track. Collaborate in small groups, find those of like minds and, and begin to form and tend to the earth. Uh, live in love and respect. Base your life in fundamental understanding. That's interesting. I swear every time I read this, I'm like, this is so I remember and like something clicks every single time. Um and fundamental understanding of unity and cooperation. Let those who seek love and respect find you. Uh, yeah, like the uh, dead branches of a tree, those who do not resonate in dignity, unity, truth, and respect in uh, love will fall away, giving room for adequate growth. Okay. Yeah, that feels then, like it's been happening. <laughs> that's, that's it, right? So you don't have to chase anything. There's, no, there's nothing to go after. Yeah. I feel like at one point it felt a bit like, ah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, I think we need to normalize that change doesn't feel good. I think we need to normalize that transitions are intense and tough and messy because I think we hold this expectation of like, oh, we're transitioning into the 12th dimension and we're moving to the next harmonic universe and everything's it's like, what you're basically saying is everything that this species has known for the last couple hundred thousand years is about to be changed. And that is going to take an adjustment period. And we are just coming into that phase within this lifetime where that adjustment is just beginning. Yes. So we're talking, you know, I don't want to put a time on it, but um, I feel like this is my last time here. If I ever come back, it's going to be completely different you know but i can't imagine that if if it's taken a a couple hundred thousand years to get us to this kind of tumultuous point um that it's not going to take and another extended amount of time to kind of undo all that i mean it could it could go much faster that i could it could go much faster actually i I feel like so many people have said i'm not coming back here (laughs) i feel like it's got to be something in that you know i've heard the amount of people that i've heard say that yeah has it come from different avenues different people like different kinds of like um yeah uh, or is it just like only a certain group of people that you've heard it from no like all over all over yeah yeah because i think that a lot of us aren't from here yes (laughs) i mean if i you know if, if i live in this house and then i go to um 
New Zealand and I stay in New if I stay in New Zealand to, to, to do something, you know, maybe help people there, I'm always going to have some like resonance to this home. And I'm going to know that New Zealand is like, ah, it's only temporary. So the feeling of not coming back here for me is really about like, it's not necessarily like home is out there in the stars. <laughs> like it's on planet such and such. I mean, for me, not coming back here means I'm going, I will exist in a space where harmony truly is at the center of everything mm. and love really is at the center of everything where we don't have to, you know, meditate to send away chemtrails, where we don't have to be concerned about picking up a piece of lettuce and having it be sprayed with all kinds of nonsense, you know? So yeah, that's what I mean whenever I say I'm not coming back here. Now I do have a very vivid memory of how I got here, like actually to this planet. Wow. Um, and I'll never forget, like, the moment that all came into my field. So I actually remember where I came from. So I guess there's that literal sense that this is not where I came from, that, you know, yeah. But, yeah, inception point, right? Inception. What do you mean? I think some people call it that the inception point. Mm. Like when the original incarnation. Yeah, well... Yeah. No, no, I hear you. I'm just thinking like um, the original incarnation of like this being or like a, like of, of a being. Yeah, of like the soul, I think. Do you want to hear my theory on the soul? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do actually. <laughs> but Before I continue to read. Yeah. Um, so really quickly on that, because I like, I like where this is going. Yeah, um, I'll, read this, I'll read this in a second. We'll come back awesome, to, awesome, awesome, yeah. you know, world events in a moment. <laughs> back to the stars now. <laughs> Stay focused. No, we need to talk about the cosmos. So um, I've come to understand that, you know, remember I said earlier that source has taken on a different kind of- Yes, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if I'm the only one, but sources, like at the beginning, I, well, you know, not too long ago, source has always been kind of this abstract, mm -hmm. this like abstract energy that's kind of like all encompassing. There's no name. It's kind of in you. It's kind of, and everything but there's no real like you can't put your finger on it which i agree with right um but i also hear people use like ah oh, source will provide all oh, the universe will get my back which is again you know choosing to not be responsible yes and so <laughs> jesus source buddha krishna muhammad you know um you can put them all in the same basket and you're gonna get the same result anytime we depend on a thing to do something for us we're not self-generating you know so it's like well source will provide or right, a source has me covered okay great but that's a word that you're using but what do you what's what's the energy behind that what are you mm. actually saying mm. a lot of times what people are actually saying is that something is going to happen i can kind of sit back and it's gonna kind of all happen mm. right so I like the concept of, of, of a source, but for me now where I'm at currently in this space in my journey is understanding that everything actually, there is truly an interconnectedness to everything. And when I've, as I've been studying field theory just through my own experiences, you know, you come to understand that like the ether, right? So the ether or the ethernet I talk about, 
well, you have the internet and you have the ethernet. Well, what's the internet? It is a web that connects cell phones and towers and people. What's the ethernet? Well, let's apply the same analogy to that except without the cell phone and towers. Well, what is that? Well, it would be a web of energy that is literally all encompassing and uniting everything. Well, science calls that the unified field, but we're still looking for the God particle. Well, okay, is the fish in the ocean looking for that one drop of water to find the ocean? It's never going to find it, is it? No. Why? Well, because the ocean is all around it. It is in the ocean. So source. Well, so, you know, source uh, get, will ha have my back. Well, you are source. You, there's no separation between your thought patterns and source. There's no separation between your spirit and source. Right? So... When you understand the ether and what it really is, I really feel that where souls come from yeah. is the ether or the, the, the substratum of all things yeah. focusing in a specific space or just, you know, condensing uh, itself into a... Hmm, not like an atom or anything, but it, it basically brings its energy like it, uh, what's the word? It um, condenses its, its energy, right? And once it does that enough, it now holds all the information of itself. It's basically like um, if I were to take my hand and to like kind of like pinch it here, right? And then I pinch it here and then I pinch it here, right? So now these are all individual souls. And once enough of this source ether energy condenses enough, it becomes it becomes a being. Mm. It is a being now, right? And so we we are all. I feel like souls are being born all the time. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a one stop thing. I think it's yeah. a it's an ongoing process. And so some of us have direct memories of their first, kind of like, um, cohesion yeah. point, from that substratum. Yeah. And so that's kind of where, what I'm getting at with like what spirits are, like spirits that have never had an incarnation um, and then find themselves in a space is like, what the heck is this body? You know, does that make sense? Am I, am I, I think so. what did you say here? That's what spirits are. What do you mean by that? Well, I think spirits are the condensed version of source of the ether. And when you meet, say spirit, what do you mean? Mm -hmm like the essence of what we are, mm -hmm. like the principle, like the consciousness that okay. the, you know, the thing that is not the body. Yeah. Right. Does that I make like, sense? I like what you said about um, <clears throat> you know, like relink, trying to relinquish your responsibility with saying, oh, source will provide and, you know, because mm -hmm. yeah, I do think there is something there with um, the understanding. And I guess it's always, it reminds me of the whole thing of like co-creation. That's what I was going to get at. Yes. Yeah. Instead of waiting for it, you are an active participant with, yeah. with, with consciousness now. Instead of just like, ah, I'm going to sit back and source. Good luck over there. <laughs> yeah. And maybe that is the, the like, I don't know. Maybe it's a misunderstanding of what like God is, I guess, really. That's what, I was, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. That's what, I, that's what I meant. That's what, exactly what I meant. Is yeah. that it, it's nothing separate from you. Some of you... Yeah are and then you can co-create with mm. and it has different attributes of itself like it's yeah. 
like even in this moment my words are not fitting what i'm seeing and feeling but it's difficult to use words yeah it's like the understanding of we could do this right source is this 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 hand is source this hand is like the then the independent being who has some sort of existence that somehow was like you know birthed from source we're over here now um i'm one with source yeah i'm one with source and you know source is amazing and i'm going to depend hey source over there help me out I, I need your assistance right or we do this mm-hmm. this is source here i am here you are here's so and so here's the et here's um some other being here's a well and so now whenever i say source and co-creation we're all connected already right so i'm not waiting for source to do anything i'm operating as that energy that is everlasting and sustainable and that truly is connected to everything else instead of i'm the being on the planet who who come from planet blah 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 and i'm gonna depend on source way over there source way over there you know star friends way over there it's like no this is this is consciousness as a unified field it doesn't mean that you know this pinky over here has forgotten maybe it's 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 made decisions where it literally has created the illusion of separation and so thumb has to be like hey dude remember no i'm i'm this being and i'm here to 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 destroy the planet it's like all right, you can keep playing out that game and source is never going to cut itself off from itself. Mm-hmm. So even the most uh, diabolical beings are still a part of that fabric, although they create the, uh, the, the, the illusions yeah. and the manifestations and the materialized events mm-hmm. that would make it seem like they're not a part of that fabric. And so what happens in the psyche of humanity is that we start to do this well, that's the draconians and that's the anunnaki and, you know that's the president and that's the the freedom for whoever those people and so we start to do that and it's not that we are condoning their behaviors as as okay or acceptable yeah. but there's a deeper wisdom yes Oof. that whenever you're not combative with the decisions and the forgetfulness of beings you can now generate and create your energy and it's and it starts to make what they do obsolete mm. it starts to minimize their their ill intended because you can never destroy source you can never destroy consciousness yeah. you can never be separate from it yeah you know i love this i feel like this is some things to unpack um oh my god yeah yeah we'd have to do like 15 more <laughs> interviews but it's it's i feel like what you're describing is kind of like a a, i don't know diagram to explain what you know like what's going on at the moment it is Mm -hmm. and i feel like a lot of the time it's so easy this is what i find so interesting because it's like how do we really find unity and even Mm -hmm. though we can understand that there is evil and it does exist and they're allowed to you know disobey the laws and and mm-hmm. go down that path and disconnect from source, you know. But then at the same time, it's like, are you in that moment also perpetuating the separation? Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. very confusing. <clears throat> yeah. Like, how do I encompass all of it? You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's it. See, you just said it, but you just literally said the answer. 
<laughs> you said the answer, how do I encompass all of it? By encompassing all of it, Oof. by not denying any of it. Oof. And not, not, not holding expectations of it, by allowing it to be what it is. Because mm. what's the quote? The path of least resistance. Nature takes what? The Oof. path of least resistance. It doesn't say nature ignores, mm. nature bypasses. Nature takes the path of least resistance. Wow. Right? It's all very simple. It's always been here. So what they've done, and it's funny because this is called the great separation, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's okay because this, this needs to be talked about. What they've done is on a scientific level, they've told us that uh, molecules are here and protons and neutrons and light travels at a speed. You don't understand how deep this, like people don't understand how deep this program is of separation, of illusion, of separation. Yep. We yep. really think that somehow, you know, light is traveling from one space to another and that there's some sort of magical particles moving around the universe that, you know, like makes things happen. Yeah. It's, it's not that complicated. That's way too complicated. Scientists are spending eons of money trying to figure out reality. But what they're doing is undermining and denying the ether and the fact that every single thing is actually interconnected. And so on a scientific level, if you're telling the world that particles and this separate, you know, atoms, molecules, your psyche is picking up on separation, mm. right? So at, at, at your core atomic structure, you, you, you're separated <laughs> from the sun, from the light, from, you know, source. And so now we have to understand that it's not about they shouldn't be doing this. It's yeah. about understanding that. Mm, okay, I was just very, uh, you know, earthly example, I guess. But I went through a time where I wasn't seeing my 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 uh, daughter for 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 years, right? Um, just this last two years, I haven't seen her for years. And I was fighting against this. I was very upset, crying, holding in emotions, affected my life. You know, a lot of people don't know about this. I don't talk about it because it's you know. Um, it's not fluffy and it's not nice, but it's a part of my human experience. Um, and so I'd wake up some nights and have dreams and start crying because I haven't seen my daughter. And I spoke to one of my friends and she's like, Chris, like, you, why are you trying to control it? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is my daughter. Like, ah, <laughs> and she said, you know, if, if, if you're, if her mother wants to do what she's doing, uh -huh. yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's literally that simple. Mm -hmm. And what I found in there brought me back to a, a stargazing experience I had where I was really missing my star family. And, um, and they said like, you know, true connection isn't physical. True connection isn't physical. We can't control things. We can only co-create things. Oof. You're either co-creating with the ether and with source, or you're living the illusion that you can somehow control it and have it, you know, at your disposal. So me as a father, this is a very real example I had to learn that I had to let go of the desire to have it be a certain way. Because mm -hmm. that is what was creating the suffering. Yes. The suffering wasn't create wasn't created because I haven't seen my daughter because true connection isn't physical because we're always, 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 always connected to everything and every, like 
can't get into the science, but it is fundamentally cosmically sound. It can't be any other way. There's no, there's no dualities in nature, right? There's no dualities in the cosmos. There's only different attributes of source. Just like ice, water, and steam are one thing. Yeah. You would never say to someone, hey, I have an ice cube. Well, I have a bucket of water. Oh, that's cool. It's like, no, there, ice is water, is steam. Mm. right so that's what we're talking about it's like okay people are doing things in the world and us fighting against that is different than us being co-creative with 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 what we'd like to see unfold Mm -hmm. right literally being the change Mm. so when you release control Mm. you can like really melt into divine will and harmony mm. and i have a great ending to this story is the second i did that within a week i had a visit with my daughter wow because <laughs> like, it's, it's it's all internal that was your lesson yeah that was my lesson is like you can't control it there's nothing for you to control you know yeah it's so interesting i think um i've noticed a lot lately there's you know when people are just, I don't know, perpetuating drama? Don't I ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I know. Yeah. It's so funny because it's like, I just feel like people be like, yeah, but and this, 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 and and it's just like, wait, hold mm. up. Why are you, your reaction is creating the drama? Like, just stop, just drop it. Just, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just like, mm-hmm. that is the drama, you mm. know? <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. And that, that goes back to like, whenever source focuses its energy, that's where, that's where it is. That's where it is. That's what's materialized. And it's very simple. Ask any kid to, to just think about the tip of their finger, their finger will start to tingle. Simple. If you focus your awareness on the tip of your nose, Mm. you know, your body starts to create sensations at the tip of your nose. Well, how's it any different than, you know, so-and-so it's like, I'm aware, I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. you know we we're not blind to it again we're not like oh, don't want to look at it can't see it no don't don't show me it's like i'll look at it directly in the eyes and be like you know what that's your choice here we go exactly yes <laughs> well, right I, I like it the it's your understanding of source now and it's like um taking the responsibility and then allowing the divine flow like you said yes. i really like the non-attachment even though mm-hmm. you can have different understandings, but to me, it's just like letting go. It's surrender. It's, it's allowing, allowing, you know, yeah. things to just happen. Yeah. And, and it's like a trust. It's like a deep trust. So true. Yeah. Because so many, we've been screwed over so many times. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, Rochelle was talking about this the other day. It's like, um, how'd she say it? It's like, are our core desires and needs actually our like is that actually what we're you know moving from or removing from still that 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 superficial ego mind that like yeah i need to see my daughter i need to see this i need to have this happen it's like okay you still are an eternal powerful multidimensional being you don't need anything Mm -hmm. but you can allow and have this deep trust that like i thought about this the other day like all right, 
all these worries and all this, you know, financial concerns, it's like, wait, you know, I'm never just going to let myself like be down and out. Like, you know, the creator, prime creator source ourselves, we're not, not going to be like, all right, ah, you're done. Like, oh, that's it. You're screwed. It's like, we truly are always taken care of if we can allow that energy to, to, to be present, but we can't be present with it. If we're trying to like make it happen, we're trying to control it. Does that, it's like a very fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think also what you were saying before about um, just relinquishing the responsibility and say, Oh yeah, but source got me. Right. It's like a balance of understanding that when you allow the flow and you can trust that it's like a, a play that both it's like it encompasses both sides so you have to play a big role but at the same time you know it's like what they say as well it's like when you merge those together then then that's when you're living your purpose and that's when mm. you know but if it's your ego like you say it's trying to drag you in this direction then it's and you're not going to get what you want but when you what you want is completely aligned then <laughs> yes that's so powerful yeah 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 it's it's not denying any of it like like you said earlier it's not denying any of it it's encompassing all of it it's understanding that you have you do have tools and yes. technologies as a spark of the all yes you do and it's like it's like kind of like if, if if you're driving a car and you i don't know if it's like if you're like turning the wheel but like i don't know that's that never mind that's a bad example it's not coming to me basically you said exactly perfectly you can't fight against it yes but you can take the action required in the yeah. direction that you want to see from an understanding that it will be provided for because that is your intention yes right that's it it's like okay well um i like to generate more income or whatever it is instead of like oh i'm scared where's the money gonna come from it's like okay well let me start doing things mm-hmm. and allow this to be my divine um prayer and trust that that is going to happen. I don't need to fight or struggle to get it. Mm-hmm. I'm moving in, in alignment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's way more powerful. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like a whole, it's, this is like an initiation, <laughs> stepping into your power. And, mm-hmm. and it requires a lot of responsibility, like you mm-hmm. keep saying. You know? <laughs> responsibility and trust. I mean, that's what, that's been the message. Mm, and um, yeah, our our star friends don't really care much about like the fact if we find free energy or if we understand anti-gravity, you know, they don't really care about that. Like to them, that's like, that's like a cell phone. Mm. You know, could, could you imagine, um, you know, finding some bar- barbarians and being like, ah, here's a cell phone. Like, no, like that's not going to be the main focus. The main focus is going to be like, Hey, let's get you guys a house and let, let, let's, get, let's get you guys to stop eating each other and eating all and being crazy. And so like, I feel like the main focus of our star friends is that we become more responsible with our consciousness and how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything else is a byproduct. Like some humans are so fascinated with technology and so fascinated with like upgrades of iPhones. It's like, Maybe that's part of the problem is that our interpersonal reactions, did I say reactions? Yes, reactions and interactions um, need to be addressed before we can ever really think about um, star travel and things like this, you know? So yeah, I really so key. I totally feel that. I think I was li- even just going to bring something up about that because I feel like a lot of the time you can have like a lot of information and knowledge 
But then sometimes I've noticed there's a bit of a lack of emotional intelligence, I guess I'm going to call it. <laughs> yes, yes. And then I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Because mm -hmm. if we're supposed to be going to this other like dimension, density, whatever, how um, surely we need to have this down, you know? Otherwise, Whew. you know what I mean? Yeah, could you... Could you imagine giving a, a, a two-year-old like uh, like um, you know a laser gun or something like that? Like, no, you don't know what to do with that. So, yeah. So there, at maturity. Like, I think that the key words from this interview right now are responsibility, mm. trust, and maturity. Mm. You know, um, you have to have some sort of responsibility, trust in, in divine will, and trust in yourself, and you have to be mature enough to, to handle this kind of lifestyle. Yeah, you know, I like the term you used earlier, spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity, because there's a lot of spiritual, like, again, like using the term high vibration, like, ah, you know, I got my crystals and I got my, you know, I got my um, teachings and I got this. And it's like, okay, well, if we talk about this tough topic, can you actually sit with me and feel this energy mm -hmm. um, and actually be mature enough to handle the intense frequencies that might arise within you? Wow. to actually communicate with me yes. like oh your crystals are great but like you know let's not suppress it either let's actually be mature enough to talk about this and come to a conclusion because right? so yes mm -hmm. i feel like that's ultimately what happens i feel like this is all we're doing here you know like we mm -hmm. have conversations with very social beings so mm -hmm. it's like and the energy is being transmitted and received and then sometimes you have this reaction and you feel it and then it's like can you communicate in you know <laughs> Mm hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so we need to have that functionality of, you know, humans are, this is why when I started earlier, the heart center, like the yeah. fourth, like that's the key. Cause if, if we're still thinking with, with our lower functions, you know, um, I read recently that the ego wasn't created as a part of an identity. The ego was created for, for, for species and beings, um, to survive. Like, yeah like in crazy situations yeah. yeah yeah you know so i hear a lot of like well the ego is just your identity it's like not really it's a maybe a part of me but it's not my identity and if you think about it um you know that fight or flight conversation people get super intense to like jump to it like defend their belief it's like well you're not you have a belief it's not who what you are like yeah i could say i believe that you know i'm a dark-skinned man it's like well, that's not who and what I am. It's, it's, it's a aspect of the being, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? And so when we attach ourselves to these beliefs, um, whenever they're challenged, like, if you really want to know how integrated someone is challenge their beliefs, mm. have a conversation, like literally, um, try to debunk their conversation and, and their, and their viewpoints and their belief systems. Cause you'll see two things, either one, they'll be able to have an intelligent conversation about it and go back and forth and rationalize and, and, and create theories and hypotheses with you in the name to find the truth, mm -hmm. or they'll try to bite your head out because you've offended them. Mm -hmm. And so that tells me a lot about where people are at. It's like, can you actually talk about this perspective without it throwing you off your boat? Yeah, and uh, it's reminding me of Nicole again, what she was saying, because she basically was a doctor and she didn't, she just trusted everything. 
and then she came into realizing what was really going on. But the reason why was because she had such open curiosity. Yes. Well, I feel like when you have a conversation with someone, it's like there's something about that, you know, just to be able to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's true. Just to talk, just to talk, and and how many people, yeah. how many people, how many people actually have conversation versus uh, regurgitation. Mm. You know, there's a big difference between actually being able to sit. How are you today? I'm good. Like go to the store, almost every time. How are you? Good. Like, uh, I say the cash registers, I say, are you actually good? Or, you know, <laughs> and, and you'll be surprised at how that changes the dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so um, just going back to what you said about, about Nicole, it's like being an open skeptic is very healthy. Because yes. like, again, that word truth keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. If humanity wanted truth versus uh, conformity, comfortability, and um, luxury, the world would be drastically different. But so many people are wounded and, and, and scarred and afraid that the truth seems scary, not because the truth in and of itself is scary, but because it seems scary. Mm. Because their whole world is now like, what do you mean? I, 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 can, I can heal myself? Like, okay, well, what have I been doing this whole time? Like, what are those medications? wait, what do you mean if I eat this and that's going to happen to my body? Like, and it, it again, it requires a huge level of, of maturity. Mm -hmm. And I think the way we can get to that is having intelligent conversation without trying to, um, I know I said this earlier, but without trying to debunk people, <sighs> but with trying to bring <sighs> clarity and just uh, openness yeah. And really just love, just be, just be loving in your conversations. Mm. Yeah, man, it's so true. I wanted to also just, you were talking about earlier about, you know, um, base 12 and like, you know, I feel like sometimes within that kind of community, there can be a lot of debunking. And mm. yeah, it's, sometimes it can be just a bit like, whoa, intense maybe. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. But I yeah. Found this um, thing the other day and I just thought I just hear what you think about this it's so interesting because um, basically it was around the idea of the siphoning energies mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then this is also something I always thought like okay that makes sense you know people say the moon is harnessing your energy but like how you know what I mean like what <laughs> how does that actually how? do yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then it was mm -hmm. basically uh, saying that um, it happens when you give your power away Mm -hmm. And then, and that can happen in different ways. So it can be you idolizing something and saying this mm -hmm. is be all and end all, because now you're you're not taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. But then it can also work in the other way when you see it and you're afraid of it. Oh, I can't look at you know what I mean. I can't. Da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, and then something you said earlier about realizing that actually it's you, and basically if you connect. It, with the highest like source mm -hmm. of the other being, like you mm -hmm. were saying about the innocence of the child, mm -hmm. you know, then you're going to be fine. Doesn't right. matter, you know? <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll be able to walk. This is why in the Bible it says, um, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and I'm, I'm not afraid because the Lord is with me. Mm. That's what that means. It's you can be anywhere. And I heard a rapper say once, like, um, 
something like uh i yeah like along those same lines like i can be anywhere and but and i'm not afraid because god's with me mm-hmm. and what people do is they want to um anthropomorphize god or um lord or you know they want to say it's an anunnaki being or they want to say it's like uh you know whatever being um or uh pleiadian what doesn't matter what word you use but those phrases are all uh metaphorical almost all of ancient text is like metaphorically speaking about something very very simple right and based on the culture based on the conditioning of the people at the time they're going to call it different things but the reason you can look at something like base 10 or the you can um look in these different kind of uh, seemingly darker or bad things you can only really really do that if you're fully integrated mm-hmm. not fully integrated like you have it all figured out but integrated enough to the point where like you said you're not afraid of it because i've been learning things about uh you know gravity and stuff like that that i haven't heard in any community but the one i found it in it was a you know people would say it was a base 10 one but if i had a if i had written that off oh it's base 10 then i so, nope can't talk about it not it's like understand the base bare minimum principles of of these technologies and how they operate but again like i said um if the devil walked up to me and he said hey you have a blue hoodie on with with a white and a gray stripe i would say yes you're correct because that's the truth mm-hmm. so it's not base 10 it's not base 12 it's mm-hmm. truth and then you allow truth to tell you which you know in which way you're going to swing yeah you see what i'm saying it's so interesting because i i feel like that is such a huge thing and then some people would say yeah but if i know that it's trying you know trying to harness my energy then why would it even go there you know what i mean right okay so it's like this like um i use this example all the time like if i'm going to walk across the street what am i going to do i'm going to look both ways why? Because it makes common sense to do that. I love that, yeah. I'm not, I'm not afraid of the street. I'm not afraid of the car. It's just I have this body and I don't want it to get hit by the car. It's just basic, very basic common sense. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you become responsible. It's like if the moon is, har- if the moon is har- harvesting your energy, of course, don't sit there and worship the moon. But... <laughs> Oh, moon, I know your harvest managed it, but I love you so much. It's like, you just know how to dance and move with things now. That's all it really means. It's like, now you know how to move with things and you can pick and choose. All right, I can read this article. Okay, that's bullcrap, bullcrap, bullcrap. That makes sense. Boom. Yes, you know, yes. Um, I resonate yeah. much more with the sun. I always have. I think the sun yes. is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, I notice different things happen whenever it's a full moon, for sure. Mm-hmm you can draw awareness from that and then you can now have that awareness to make different choices you know it's not that you just cut it off ignore it blah 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 it's like when it shows up how do you meet the pain and then over time it becomes less and less painful because Mm. surely but slowly you're just building up your strength and you're you don't even need it It this doesn't mean anything to you like one day again these cell phones that cause so much radiation and stuff like that they'll be laughable. But for now, you know, they serve their little tiny purpose and cool, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I totally feel that. <clears throat> yeah, I think some what I reflect on with it is like, 
how do I make sure I'm not creating this like division within myself when it comes mm. to everything? You know what I mean? Yeah, because I think that's what I experienced a lot in, in a lot of those different communities that, that you were speaking about. Um, it's no different than any other religion. It really isn't. And this isn't all the people. And this is for any kind of container that has it all figured out. One, no one has it all figured out because source is ever expanding and reality is an ever shifting thing, right? There are base principles that I do agree with, but, you know, living the life of like, um, hmm, that's a good example. Like, for example, like my daughter once watched the show and it's like number blocks, like base 10, like literally teaching the, the base 10 number block system. So, I have that awareness to know that that's literally a program. She doesn't, she's not going to know that, but I understand that that's how that technology is programmed in, into kids by putting into cartoon, fancy colors. And so I just say, Hey, you know, we could, we can watch a different show or we can, you know, do some other counting or something like that. And if she says, okay, great. But if she says no, and she watches the show, it's not the end of the world. It's like, you know, I know that she's going to be okay, but I also know that I have a choice to, impact her in a different way um that might be more beneficial you know but i'm not gonna be like oh my god turn your eyes away from the screen like ah oh. because <laughs> then you're kind of yeah you're screwed at that point because now yeah you have no power yeah yeah and i think one thing i learned is that it, there's this, it's the thing about putting the power out you so it's like all of a sudden there's this person that's sending me information what I've learned is to just take the information that makes sense and just let go of everything it's not about the person it's not about where it came from or what anything and and the truth and the information can come to you in the most peculiar ways you know (laughs) seriously yeah because our eyes trick us like we think that like oh that's the teacher they studied this I tell people all the time like my greatest success is going to be whenever people don't need peaceful human advancement. Like I really intend that humanity, like everything I do, if any if people are part of any of my containers, any of my private groups, it's all about self-sustainability, self-regulation, right? And then co-creation. It doesn't mean people don't have needs and stuff like that. It's like, but we're not coming from a place of lack. It's coming from like, literally, if I don't drink water right now, I might actually die of dehydration or something silly like that you know we help each other out and it's it's and it's organic and it flows um and um sorry i just lost my train of thought getting back to your point of um the information can come in the most peculiar ways oh yes so like don't fall in love with the teacher and like i said again you know the devil said i have a blue hoodie on it's correct and it's because people blind themselves and they think that the, the the teacher has it all figured out. Almost every teacher I've come across, like they got shit going on too. You know, their life isn't perfect either. I'm, my life isn't perfect. You know, yeah. it's about trusting yourself really. And having that inner, like I use the example, if I have, let's say, um, I don't know, the color blue, like within my heart is the color blue. Okay. And outside of me, I see 
I've never seen the color blue before in my whole entire life. Let's say I've never seen the color blue, but in my heart, you know, I have this resonance with the color blue. I don't actually know what that means. Okay. But then I'm walking and one day I see like um, a blue flower. I'm like, huh, interesting. Like I wouldn't know that it was blue, but I would have a resonance towards that flower that's reflecting that same color. And then maybe I walk past a yellow flower. Um, and again, this, the person or me doesn't understand actual names of colors, just knows energy signatures, right? I walk past a yellow flower, ah, cool, and kind of walk by it. There's a blue one, oh, hmm. Spend some time with that blue flower, right? And so here, it's very, it's very simple. We, we've cut out all the names, we've cut out all the colors. <clears throat> what we've highlighted is inner resonance of true being. Because whenever you have inner resonance of true being, now you can look out here. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be what teacher, it's not going to be what book, it's going to be, I only recognize the color blue. I only recognize, oh, you know, wow. um, uh, truth because I am, I'm it. It's that, it's literally that simple. That's all I've ever done. I love that. Inner, that's why I, inner resonance of truth. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Inner resonance with, with true being. That's your navigation system. That's how you can go into the deepest, darkest areas and not be infiltrated. I love that. No? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. And I love what you said as well, that, you know, any anything that's said that got it all figured out isn't true because it's always expanding and changing. So you it's have always to have it in a resonance. Yeah. You have to, yes. The only thing that, that, that isn't changing is is... I would say the the nuance or the the, the ether or the the, the substratum that it, that is mm. the canvas of which all the changing things are taking place on, you know. Yeah. Um, but even but even within that that that's changing. But yeah, like what's more important at this point is like a lot of people get really triggered and offended whenever I talk about one thing, but then the next time I'm talking about that thing, and the next time I'm talking about that thing, it's because they think I'm talking about the teacher or um, the teaching. Yeah. And I'm talking about the truth and all of it. If you took all my material and you put it together, over time you could pull out where I have found the truth in each and every single area that 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 I've been in. Yeah. And it's and it's something that I'm I'm continuing to refine, but I really feel that that's what it means to be pure loving innocence is to have that inner inner connection with 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 true being. Yeah, and it's constant refinement. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love the the innocence and the quote walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. right? Well, can you walk through the valley, you know, the shadow of death if you're terrified? No, you yeah. get your, you know, you get your butt kicked. Yeah, exactly. You know? And it's like that's the protection, you know. That's the protection. Knowing who you are, knowing what you are, is the protection. You can have bad days and still know who you are. You can. You can get angry and still, you know, feel human emotions and still know who you are because you will always return back to that, that, that true being where some people would be like, oh no, like, am I getting hijacked? Oh no. Am I getting infiltrated? Is this happening? It's like, no, you're having a human response to someone who did something shitty to you, <laughs> but can you return back to that innocence and, and remember yourself? Right. And um, for me, that's, that's been the key is uh yeah traveling in that way is like i don't depend on anything out here i can go into any avenue 
And like you said, makes sense, doesn't make sense. And that's it. Yeah, I love that. And I think sometimes we, it, we confuse it with like, oh no, that I'm not going to look. But mm-hmm. someone else is uh, saying this on the podcast, Alec, I interviewed Alex Zek. Mm-hmm. He was saying that actually, no, the point is to be able to, do, to, be able to look, but then still, yeah. you know? Yes. And go yes. Get yes. Yep, yep. And like another analogy that just came to my mind is like, if you think of like, a, I don't fish, but uh, just using this analogy, if you, if when you throw out like your, your, your line into the water, you're looking to catch a fish or something, right? Yeah. Well, one time you might catch a old rotten bag and you lift up the old rotten bag and what do you do? You're like, oh man, that's not it. You take it off the line. You throw it back. You know, like, oh my God, the bag, it's gotta get me. I'm so afraid. I'm so terrified. It's like, oh, that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> you, throw, you throw the line out again. Yeah. And then maybe this time you pick up an, an, an old shoe. It's like, oh my God, the shoe. It's like, no, it's just a shoe. You put it back. Third time, and now you get um, the fish, metaphorically speaking. Okay, that's what I've been looking for the whole time. Why? Because you're anchored within something that is much more grandiose and much more everlasting than anything out here. Yeah, and it's like you said, the resonance. So it's like... It. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one, that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I and love it. It These makes con- sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. But people need to have a primer and uh, people have a hard time because again, we go back to what we were talking about and the, the real state of the world is this has been conditioned out of us. The reticular activation system, that's been uh, manipulated to the point where now people are only able to talk about the negative stuff because that's all that's that's all that their their, their nervous system is programmed to to pick up on yeah, there's a lot of that you know so so what do we do you know i can't do anything with the person who wants to complain about this or that i can only be i can only be i love that so i just wanted to um talk about so what is your understanding now of moving forwards obviously peaceful human advancement i love the way you have described it in mm. and it does what it says you know <laughs> the title it's in the title i feel like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah like what is your understanding of this transition like that we're in now and uh, physically but also what it means you know when you're going into another dimension and, mm. you know, because I feel like there's a lot of concepts, but what do they really mean? <laughs> it's happening way more faster and way more um, subtly than people even realize. Like, wow. like, you know, the movies can really, and our imaginations are beautiful, but they can also really over-exaggerate the transition. Like, and this is what I'll, I'll say about that. So first there's always a trickle down effect from the, from, from the higher realms, not from the top of the pyramid of this system, but from the higher realms, there's always a trickle down effect. And it's, it's, it's the people at the quote, the bottom of the pyramid scheme um, that are, that are the most powerful because they're the only ones who actually implement change. 
they're the only ones who actually recognize that something's off and something needs to happen. And so the, the, the first thing that we need to do or that we are doing, I see this going as people, is there's a lot, like I've really been studying the law stuff. I've moved all my uh, um, assets and everything into the private, right? With the Republic of Eternal Nations, which is a private association, with the Source Fountain Ministries, which is a private association. Why have I done that? Because there's no power in giving, depending on someone else to do something for you. Whether that's uh, give you a license, whether that's you know telling you that you can travel here or there. And so humanity on a physical level first must recognize its voidance of responsibility. Not that it's not responsible, but that it is void. There's avoidance of responsibility right now, meaning a, an ignorance or a misunderstanding of what it means to be responsible. Being responsible doesn't mean that you depend on the government to do X, Y, and Z for you, right? What it means is that you are coming together, as I have written here in um, you know, my notes, and you're co-creating with each other. If you don't want glyphosate and nonsense in your food, learn how to grow your own food. Like That's responsible. I, I know it might sound harsh, but I can't even really be mad that the industries are doing what they do because there's 7 billion people in the world. And so they got to find a quick and efficient way to um, feed people. I really feel like on, on their end, seeing it from their eyes, they kind of wish humans would figure it out and start to, like, what if it's really not about poisoning humanity? What if they're just trying to keep up with humanity, right? What if they're trying to actually, shoot, man, these guys are hungry. Like, okay, I don't, we don't have time to make that right now. Like, let's go. Like, we don't have time to grow those plants. It's going to take two years. Like, Get the chemicals in that'll sustain them so they can stay on the shelves like hurry 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 they're hungry they're hungry right what if that's their mindset and we've been looking at it through the eyes of like fear and anger and so we've seen them as these tyrants instead of taking responsibility learning about permaculture learning how to cultivate the land learning how to purify the water right learning how to connect with the stars so Physically, that's what humans need to do first, is to see in their everyday life where they can become more private, where they can start to unplug from the artificial matrix and become self-sustainable, very simple. Um, can I start to have a little tiny garden? Um, can I make some more homemade meals with, with wholesome ingredients? You know, Can I start to partner with local farms? And then the other physical thing is networking with with people, real people, not companies and, 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 and institutions and, and public domains, not the government, but start to really connect with living spirits that are right next door to you that you've never talked to who might be able to help you out, right? Set up your own events in your local areas. And what this does, spiritually speaking, over time, as people move into this you know, vibration of love, we start to shift the ether. The ether responds, right? Source responds. And it starts to create now the atmosphere where you, I literally have it written here. Again, I keep referring back to this, but moving forward, people are going to have to make a choice because any healthy organism is not going to let itself die or be outdone. And this goes from the smallest thing 
to all of creation. So source is never going to let itself be like, ah, oh, I just don't, I'm just done. So in order for source, in order for all of creation to continue, it has to do it in a healthy way. So it cannot take with it into the higher dimensions, um, you know, frequencies that are violent, that are aggressive, that are bitter, that are resentful, just to, it, that is not conducive to, um, so it's not sustainable. Yeah, it's not, it can't come. <laughs> it, it can't, it's, it's, it's not going to work. Yeah. So people have to make a choice either to, to align with what I call, I wrote here years ago, the um, living light or the real true light, <sighs> or they'll continue to, to follow the false light. And they can do that. But like you said earlier, that's going to be a completely different experience. We're already seeing it happen. It doesn't mean we go off planet right away. What it means is over time, physical people will start to spend less time with each other and start to build together and start to operate in the same old way they have. Okay. And over time, as the people start to build with each other and understand their divinity, understand the cosmos, understand what gravity is. Like that's really important, by the way. It'll solve everything if you understand what gravity is. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> then now we start to get into the interstellar cosmic stuff because at least a group of people have shown that they can handle the responsibilities. And so I do believe in my lifetime, we're going to see some very profound um, star activity. I do believe that uh, we will get back to portal travel, interdimensional travel, at least a select few of us, because uh, the human race is not going to be depleted. But what that means is at least a couple of us have to actually continue on that gene pool for humanity to, to exist. So um, I think it all does lead to the stars, which is another way to say interstellar, uh, interdimensionally. I think that's where everything is headed. I don't think it, it can go any other way. When I see the starships in the sky, they at one point um, we're in some sort of similar similar situation like this. They're just people. Mm. They're literally just people who have figured out more than modern humanity has. That's wow. it. They look like us. Um, their codes and symbols, like people are doing light language and, and spirit language. That's the symbols that they use. There's no difference between us and them, except that they have remembered and chosen love. Mm. And they've chosen to co-create with divine will instead of trying to uh, control mother nature to control the stars they decided to fly alongside of them there's a big difference so i think that's where everything is headed um i don't think they're as alien as what we've been yeah. told yeah i love that that's really cool do you want to read some more of your yeah um i'd love to read it so and it, this will kind of sum up everything that we've kind of gone over today yeah. it's like you know, cool. so, so I wrote here the great separation. And again, those words are figuratively because again, first there's going to be a physical separation. People are going to start resonating with their family members and friends. And over time, the energy is going to shift and we're getting so much support. So the separation is going to happen physically. You can't ever really be separate from source. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the illusion that we're all living you know, that's going to be the separation. Um, so it's not divide and conquer. It's divide. It's divide, unite, and thrive. 
there is a level of conscious awareness that is pushing the, bo the boundaries of our reality. Um, those who own and begin to experience this new awareness will be separate from those who do not. This new awareness is rooted in unity, soul union, conscious expansion, truth and light. And this is all written well before I knew anything about Voyager as well before Ashana Dean. Like this was just like there. Um, this light is the is the eternal glow, the inner light that is within all things. This is not the spiritually manipulated light that was designed to enslave and mislead many souls. The most truest light is the life force and light that shines from within. Those who ignore the call to shine and live through this inner light will continue to, to live the false light reality of fear and worry. Right? So there's that part. I do not want to confuse one light form with the other, for neither is greater or lesser. It is simply a change that is occurring. Okay, so that's kind of what we talked about. Like, this is just a change that's occurring. And choices need to be made. That's energy never is destroyed. Just what? It moves. It changes form. So instead of, this is bad, this is good, they're fallen. Mm -hmm. Energy is changing its form. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. Um, the great separation will divide families, friends. It will collapse empires. That's so good. <laughs> I love that. I'm all excited because I mean it's written like it's like yeah this is prophesized I mean not just through me but this came through me but um this is just what is happening what needed to, to happen um yeah it will, yeah it'll collapse empires it will come it will come between businesses um as new ideals and thought forms are created two realities will take place the physical reality with less emphasis on the on the internal or spiritual world and the inner world with less emphasis on the physical world both will exist simultaneously yet separate literally this is i wrote this wow um you will know family not by clothing skin tone or any outer layer but through the feeling of their being wow as we evolve our energy frequency begin, be, um, begins to become stronger. Okay. Um, the energy frequency will be your name. So that's really powerful. Again, we don't know each other by the names. We know each other by, oh, you feel familiar. Oh, you have an interesting vibration. That's what we say, right? You look familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never I'm say, oh, what's that? Have I met you before? Have I met you before? Right? So we're this stuff is already happening. It's just yeah. not as like, ooh, Hollywoody as we think. It's just you have to have the eyes and the and the wisdom to 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 know it whenever you see it. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, you start yeah. to see it everywhere. Yeah. You know? Um yeah. The very essence of who you are will be spoken through your vibration. Words lose meaning, and feeling is the main language. Voice will be reduced to expressions of joy instead of noisy utterances. And I love this part. A web of telepathic communication will be remembered through humanity. Animals will self-regulate with the uh, will self-regulate without the destruction from humans. 
Each individual will have the physical ability to be to tap into mass communication. As free world beings, we do not need to fully and then it stops. That's the last words. Wow, I love it. Yeah. That's mad. It's mad that it came to you such a long time ago. And I feel like yeah. it's so accurate right now. <laughs> it's so accurate. Well, and here's the here's the beginning of it. So and again, this is back in 2006, was that four or five years ago? It might have been end of 2015. I sit in the stillness of the chaos. This is how is how I started to write this download. I sit in the stillness of the chaos, the whirlwinds of confusion and misleading beliefs. Fight back, fight for change was once my cry. Frustration with the way things were, for a world burning, feeling the weight of, of global transformation. So this is how I felt back in 2016. But when you understand time, you understand time is only a measure. It's yeah. not real. And you understand that yeah. what is felt in 2016 and 2022 is the same, but what's changed is the way that those things have come about. Mm -hmm. You know? So I really think that I think it's too, I think this energy exists somewhere all the time and that you learn to evolve through it. Yeah. I don't think this is really, really, really about transforming the earth or transforming anyone. I think it's about coming back into wholeness and you, you just, you just outgrow this, this part of the game. And so for another group of souls, they'll incarnate and they'll have the same experience and they'll, they'll, they'll move on to the next level. Yeah. It's mad. I really feel like it is a game sometimes. <laughs> it's only game. In, it's only game in town. Um, so, but I let go. But I let go. Interesting. For I did not crave to bring change. I did not come to bring change. This cross is no longer mine to carry. I've come to show the way. No protesting. You cannot fight fear with fear. This only creates more fear. I take no offense to those who look to bring harm. I forgive this world because I have forgiven myself. We are not destroying the old ways. Oh, wow. We are not destroying the old ways. It still exists. We are transitioning into the new. Through global chaos, we may find inner peace. This is literally crazy that I wrote it back in 2016. Yeah. Perhaps once the world is burning to the ground and all forms of, of belief have failed to bring peace on earth, Maybe then we will turn inward and seek the only one true God within. It is through our inner guidance, our own inner turmoil, that we create external conflict. And this part is crazy. Sickness on the outside is indicative of a corrupt mind on the inside. So think about humanity right now in that sentence, right? As we reflect our, as we reflect our deepest fears and misunderstandings in America, we now can start to heal for it is in the knowing of the symptom where we can begin to cure the disease. Yeah. And everything else came after that. Oh, I love that. Um, I love at the beginning you said uh, uh, divide, unify, and then thrive. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, this is, and when you, every time I read this, it's like, wow yeah and i really hope i get to a point in my life where i don't read this and i'm like i'm and i'm like oh this is happening right now like it'd be great to read this and be like oh yeah. I'm so that's yeah, over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to move past it Thank like you. that's cool yeah you're welcome and it's really funny because you know we've moved many times and um for some reason this is always 
this has never been lost. I, I don't know how it's just this flimsy little notebook ran on, you know, tablet paper. So um, it sounds like it was written way before and it's like a pr prediction of what's to come. Yeah. Well, that's, well, are they predictions or are they just set frequency bands? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it's like, if you know the frequency, like if, if you're, if you're a star being, you know, and you're well beyond this, this realm, you might understand that. Okay. Like in this dimension exists this kind of modality, right? Um, and this one exists, this modality. Um, and so when I go here, I can expect this to happen. So maybe this is, like I said, maybe this is always like this here. Mm. And, and it's like, I don't, I don't predict it. It's like, you just know that it's always like it here, mm. you know? And like, we always know that at, at the heart of it all is, is love, mm. you know? So, so is love a prediction or is, is love a state of being? <laughs> you know I, mean? I love that. I just wanted to ask you as well, the back, the question that you asked me, what do you think will happen to the people who are not going to go on this trajectory, I guess? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, go ahead. Would you Oh, did you write it down? No, the, you asked me that same question. You know, what, do yeah. you, what I'm just going to ask it back to you. What do you think? Uh, oh, oh, I was like waiting. I was like, go ahead. Um, <laughs> well, what do I think? I mean, I, 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 I wrote it back in 2016. I already answered your question. <laughs> um, but what I wrote there was that the people who don't choose this path will just continue to live the life of fear and worry. Oh, because yeah, yeah I, I don't think that source denies any part of itself i think in order to be source it has to understand that the pinky and the thumb and the ring and the middle finger are all and the pointer are all you know interconnected no matter how different they seem and so i think people who choose the path of let's say um most resistance to their true nature. Oh, that's good. Ooh, okay. So you can choose the path of least resistance or the path of most resistance. And if you choose the path of most resistance, you can expect things to get progressively worse. You can expect because I think it's like it's like source is always going to try to push the baby out of the bird's nest. Like sooner or later, little soul, you gotta you gotta evolve. Like I'm gonna give you choice. I'm not gonna make you do it, but I'm gonna make it really uncomfortable for you, you know, so that so that as a whole, you know, we can all grow. We can all grow. And so I think people are gonna get really, really uncomfortable in their physical lives. Um, they're gonna get really sad. They're gonna get sick. Um, I think physical death is 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 bypassing. I think people will die, but not because of um they're just miserable but because they had a soul contract to only endure so much and they're like all right well that's that's all i can handle right now i'm out um but they'll be recycled because they didn't consciously choose to move into the next harmonics and guess what the next harmonic universe isn't like some more way out there it's like within us it's it's a conscious state of mind yeah that's one thing that I'd, yeah i'd love to because I feel like a lot of the time it is projected as this thing outside going into something else. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's simultaneous. I call it unanimity. 
Ooh. instead of dichotomy, I call I call these kind of things unonymy, where you have two things that seem like separate or one's in, one's out. They're one and the same. I call it unonymy. And um, I mean, I've experienced it in my life. I mean, like I said, the ability to, to do some of the things I've seen and, and or do and some of the things I've seen doesn't happen to, to, to people who are not in a different state of consciousness mm -hmm. or different multidimensional universe. Yeah. So people who are, are staying behind, meaning in a different frame of mind, are going to have a different physical experience. Mm -hmm. Over time, what we're going to see is we're going to start to see new animals that we've never seen before. We're going to, we're going to start to physically see um, more anomalies start to happen. And we're going to start to see uh, a lot of sky activity. This is going to happen physically on this on this planet within probably a couple of years. And it's not because like um, the ETs are coming. It's because humanity, a group of humanity is actually moving into these next frequency bands. But those frequency bands are only mirrors of the inner frequency bands that we've already chosen to move into. And so just like right now on the hardcore 3D plane, we see lions and tigers and giraffes and cats and dogs. That's specific to this frequency band, which is again, a state of being. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. I like, it's a really good way of describing it. <laughs> it's a gradual transition. Just like you, your fingernails grow, your hair grows, right? Have you ever seen your hair grow? Have you ever seen your fingernails grow? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it happens. Mm. So why would that be any different than this transition? Mm. We're not going to see like one day we're here, next day we're over there. No, it's a gradual mm. shift that happens. It's a it's 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 a it's a beautiful birth. Yeah. Into the higher realms over a period of time, with yeah, pocket of beings. I love that. And so you think it's going to be the people who are have the inner frequency dimension of course it can't be any yeah it can't be the people who are still holding anger and resentment and pain and fear i mean that's no different than than um you know having a beautiful sanctuary with uh beautiful music and coming someone coming in with like uh, an out-of-tune guitar and being like Bleh! like it's gonna just throw everything off wow so there is a structure to, to creation yeah. I, I certainly believe that i think it's much more simple <laughs> than yeah. some of the things we've studied yeah, and um, I like what you always say, it's, it's subtle because it, it feels so natural, you know, it's just like, oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. You think the butterfly in the cocoon is like really realizing it's becoming a butterfly? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You think wow. it's really sitting there thinking about like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a butterfly. It's like, no, I'm, I'm a caterpillar. Still a cat. Oh, I can do this now. Okay, that's cool. I'm still a cat. Like it's just these little things that you start to notice first about yourself, mm -hmm. first about how you think about things yeah and like how you process information and the things you're drawn to it's like a very simple every day it's like you're spoon fed by the cosmos by by source by your by your higher dimensional aspects then over time you build up this this energy of like oh well now i can do telekinesis okay oh well let me let me read about telekinesis you know and then it's like this beautiful transition because i don't think source is this aggressive like you know pummel you into the ground until you get it right mm -hmm. no i didn't think so either. <laughs> that only happens if you're choosing to go to to you know the whole fear of god isn't 
fear God. It's really fear, fear. And you're you're going against the natural current. There's a natural flow to things. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going against that natural flow, it's not that that flow is doing something to you to make you feel bad. It's that you're experiencing the resistance that you have conjured up. Yeah, yeah. You know, the stream, the river flows this this way. Yes. Okay, it's always going to flow this way. Just because you decide to swim upstream doesn't mean that the that the river itself is intending for you to feel pain, hurt, and worry, yeah. or, you know, drown even. Yeah. It's your choice to swim upstream and against the current that will give you that feeling that life is just kicking your butt. It's like, no, honey, no, sweetheart. Like, listen, you're choosing this. Yes. Yeah. You can either align with the divine or you're going to, you know, or not, yeah. you know, I think that's a very simple way to explain it. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's just becoming conscious and it happens over time. And then um, it's like, we're just constantly in the process. We're just learning this kind of like natural law. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Learning. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's true. There is actually a divine mechanism mm-hmm. science behind it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, but we don't know and then we co- come into realization you know because sometimes mm-hmm. i feel like things are like oh yeah but this is true but it kind of is but it kind of isn't and then it's just like and then you know something you settle are, in. and then yeah. some things are like no it's this way do you know what i mean but not yes <laughs> exactly and it, it really is like that it really is like that and and you you have that 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 uh mental dexterity you have that that mental flexibility where you can settle into like an, an uncomfortable spot, but not be like completely like screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can you can you hold that that vibration to know that okay, um, it's always a fine tuning. Like you yeah. you're describing an experience I have all the time. Like I'll go out and I'll stargaze every single night, and I um. It's the most beautiful thing, just like I can't really explain it, but it's this very pure feeling that I connection I have with the cosmos. And I'll just mentally say, like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing. Like I'm ready for the next layer. And then at one point, you know what's funny? That at one point that next layer was the guardian teachings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that next layer. You know? But then you're not meant to stay there. You're never meant to, to, to just, you know, stay in one spot. Yeah. I totally agree with that. You know, um, you evolve and you grow and you then expand your consciousness and you have to trust, you have to trust yourself. I had, I had an experience contact one time where, um, the ETs actually came through the phone. Like actually you can hear their voices coming through the phone. Mm. Um, I have this up on my Instagram. The reason I share this, I really want to make this clear. Like we have to stop compartmentalizing our cosmic brothers and sisters. Like we have to stop being like, they're up there and we're here. They're evolved. We're not. It's like, again, the pinky and the thumb are on the same hand. If we can allow that to like sink into our psyche that they are people they're people, then 
not only will this planet transition seamlessly, but every person's individual experience will be much more pleasant. Because again, we will start to move into that uh, flow with the stream. And I know there's just like there's bad people out there who, who maybe are unconscious and do crappy things. I'm sure there's other people on other plans who do crappy things too. You know, I'm not denying that. What I'm saying is, as a collective, there are groups of beings that truly do care. There's more beings out there that care about humanity than the ones that don't. Like, that's a fact. Um, but my experience is, um, where, where, where was I going with this? Oh, they came through the phone. The night before I went out, I was under the stars and I simply said, uh, hey, like, I'd love to, I had this device on my phone where um, if something showed up, uh, it changed the magnetic field around me and the phone like buzzed, right? And um, I said, okay, if you guys want to um, just communicate through the phone, that's great. Nothing happened that night. Went to bed. Next morning, I was having a phone call with my fiance, my partner, or she was my fiance at the time. And um, something came through the phone where my voice stopped. She couldn't hear me, but then I could hear this other voice coming through. And it's a whole six minute video, but the main message that they said was, um, listen to yourself. They cannot hurt you. They cannot control you. Oof. That has stuck with me for years now. Listen to yourself. They cannot hurt you. They cannot control you. That like sounds like a Michael Jackson lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I love Michael. He was, he, he was one of the homies for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's radical responsibility. It's, um, not over dramatizing the, the 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 evolutionary process subtle at least for me it's been subtly dynamic yeah i mean i heard a while ago this term the subtle realm and i never really knew what it meant but then i started to understand because you stop feeling it and you realize that like, it really is subtle <laughs> it is where it is you know why it's it's yeah. subtle it's like it's probably what the mystics or the you know the a call it or whatever talks about yeah because it's never not there you know who it's hidden from those yeah. who can't perceive it oh yeah so nothing's secret it's just a secret is simply there because people don't have the consciousness to 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 perceive it mm. yeah and it's a se- requires a sensitivity it does which if you're not treating your body right and doing all this yeah. And I was just going to say, what's your diet like these days? <laughs> oh, do you, do you really want to know? Yeah, why not? No, yeah, okay, sure. All right. Um, listen, everyone, take a deep breath, because on this planet, people are so sensitive around food. Dude, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, they're so sensitive about what you say you eat. And I'm like, yeah. all right. And it's, mm, it's okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump to it. So I eat a plant-based diet. I don't eat meat or dairy. Um, I went vegetarian years ago in college um, because I like animals and I even really didn't even like meat anyways when I whenever I ate it I liked a1 steak sauce I liked salt and pepper I liked the seasonings but I can remember eating the chicken and like seeing like the tent oh like the tendons on it and stuff like that like and like the gristle whatever it's called like no thanks and so I actually started, <laughs> my body started to be like, I can't even do this. Um, and then I was really sick too. 
um, we probably weren't eating, you know, good meat anyways to begin with. But, you know, I like I said, I, I played sports. And so there was a lot of like steak and things like this. But I felt so heavy and so just weighed down a lot of the time. And in college at a division one school, they make sure you get good meat, you know, because you're, you're a big time division one football player and you got to have, you know, and I went vegetarian in school, you know, my, my, my senior year of college. And I actually stopped sitting at the football table. All the football players sat at the same table. I was the only one who didn't sit there. Yeah. I'd have people come up to me and be like, why aren't you sitting there? And I'm like, because I, I don't know. I just don't want to. It's just like not me. Mm -hmm. um, I started eating a lot more fruits and vegetables. Um, I loved yogurt. I was still eating dairy at that time. Loved ice cream. But then I'd start to break out and get like hives all over my body and everything. Um, <clears throat> I'd get like these really, I still have a few scars like from on my face, actually. I get these really like big, like, um, I don't know, like uh, blisters and stuff on my face. And I didn't know why. Um, and so years later, met my partner. We had our daughter, Cora, who's five now. We were still eating dairy. I think Anne was still eating meat at that time. I was vegetarian. She was eating meat still. And we were still both doing dairy. Okay. And um, our daughter was born and she had poop when she pooped, she had blood in her poop. Wow. And so we took her to our homeopathic doctor and she said, do you, do you guys still eat dairy? And we say, yes. And she said, you should just give it a break just for a couple of days to see how, see how that goes. Wow. And we stopped and her poop was completely fine. So since then we stopped eating. That's, that's what wow. put us on the quote, vegan plant-based diet trajectory. And I can't, I can attest to my life, the contact experiences, my dreams, all of that stuff enhanced tremendously um, whenever I cleaned up my insights. I know people talk about parasites and stuff like that all the time. I've done cleanses. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with my gut. But really, besides that, I think, hmm, I mean, actually, I don't want to say that. But yeah, so, so we eat plant-based right now. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like that makes sense for an evolving species. People probably won't like this at all. I know there's a lot of people in the community who's been vegan for years and they've gone back to eating meat yeah. and that that's totally fine. I mean, I don't hold anything against them. It's funny because people, I feel like people, they, they feel like they need to tell people that I'm like, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, if, but if you really are secure in it, why do you need to feel like you need to tell people? It? It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've seen a few people talk about this recently and I'm just like, what's going on now? yeah there's this thing going on there's you know? something going on there really is yeah. and it's i think it's a deep i think it's another deep psyop i really do um yeah. because i, I think I, yeah. yeah go ahead no i agree with you what you're saying for an evolving species like it just doesn't resonate with me um when my i changed my diet i became so sensitive mm -hmm. and that's when everything opened up to me and mm -hmm. i was and i feel like the diet was such a big part of that a big part of it yes and i can't imagine going back to eating meat now obviously i don't want to tell people what to do i feel like everyone's body is different so you have to listen to yourself you know what i mean like mm -hmm. whatever yeah. you feel like you need to eat then you need to eat it i saw this comment one person said which i loved as well it said like you know maybe at one point we'll all just all of a sudden go back to being vegan and like maybe perhaps <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm really grateful for you bringing this up because you're, you're brave for that because this is your, 
your podcast and this is you know your part of your life's work and a lot of people could take offense to this but it goes back to what we said earlier about having conversation and dialogue yes so true if if you're so secure like again what do we say allow your beliefs to be challenged now people will say to me well chris uh allow your veganism to be challenged go for it like i will gladly invite that conversation um And because I've heard all kinds of things, all kinds of reasons why people have gone back and they've said like, well, it's because vegans don't understand that they're killing the mice in the fields. I'm like, wait, I don't understand the logic there. So the logic there would be that instead of the killing the mice unintentionally, we're going to intentionally slaughter a cow and intentionally take the eggs from uh, a chicken, right? Intentionally do that but then tell someone who eats plants, who's planting the plants, who's harvesting, who's communicating with the plants as they're doing it, who's giving them the proper soil they need, no GMOs, no, none of that, that somehow, some way, that's harming a mouse. That The logic doesn't add up for me. Yeah. In, in that way, it just doesn't logically, physically make yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like... Um this is one of those things that I'm realizing there is a design to it. <laughs> and uh, obviously you have to listen to your own body. Uh, but one of my friends asked me the other day and I, and I just keep coming back to this. I just feel like if we're evolving and we're, you know, like becoming lighter, just doesn't, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to me. And if we're supposed to be, you know, activating our light body, let's say, mm-hmm. I just feel like we can't be eating meat. That doesn't really, it doesn't really. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> Maybe maybe the people who were vegan and have gone back to eating meat are from a different star system. I, I don't know. Like maybe they're from a different star system than than we are. And like for their light body, they need that. But I don't know because I'm not them. But as far as the question you asked me, how I see it is there is a, there is a trajectory yes. that would make sense. Like whenever I'm seeing these starships, and that's another thing is I don't know if people have had again, those direct experiences with transcendental beings. Because um, I have actually had communications and I've asked one of the beings like, hey, like, what do you guys eat? And they said, wow. they just, they said like, we don't, we don't eat. Like we, we are, we are the energy. So if anything, like it's yeah. it'd be energy, but it's like, they weren't saying like they eat energy, but they were saying that they are fueled by source by that by by energy itself yeah yeah exactly and so you know and then like another thing is like fruit right so fruit is designed to dissolve yes meaning the seeds in that fruit the only the only reason fruit exists is to protect the seeds yeah yeah that's it so whenever you're eating fruit that fruit is not (laughs) screaming to you like ah that fruit is going to get eaten it's going to get dissolved it's going to some, something's going to happen so that seed can be um replanted into the earth yeah. right yes and then if, you know and then if i pick like um kale out of my garden yeah. if i were to uproot that kale yes i'd be killing the plant yes but pulling off one of the stems that are growing is no different than doing this yeah pulling a piece of my hair out you know so i think as as an evolving species it's it certainly needs to 
be understood that yes. true sustenance yes. comes from the sun, physically speaking. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> like if you really want to talk about it, when yeah. you sun gaze, you don't need to eat anything. Yeah, I've, I've had that before, just being out in the sun all day and just be like, oh, cool, I'm not even hungry. I'm good. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that, that's where I'm at with it. I, I think that um, I haven't eaten. Uh, I had a piece of toast, an avocado toast this morning. Um, but that like that's been it, you know. Okay. But ultimately, I always think trust yourself, and you know, um, it's not an overnight thing as well. It's not some for some people it is, for some people it isn't. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. But another thing that I've uh, heard as well is that when you eat animals, you're also or whatever you're eating, right? You're inheriting the karma of that being. Mm. So it's like mm -hmm. and the pain and the suffering. That's yeah. Of, yeah. We're doing that all the time, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because again, it's it's it's. <laughs> humans love to like again compartmentalize it's like okay so um i get that but that pain and karma isn't located in the meat per se you know it's i i don't like that's the one thing that i'm like i get it i don't think you're i don't think because you eat it that you're inheriting that i think it's because you are now um a uh at, or what is it like a you're associated with that act yes yeah that's yeah. how you inherit it you you're associated you're guilty by association yeah kind of. it's like okay so now you have agreed to and you have aligned yourself with the slaughtering of this animal by now consuming its flesh like you've literally and you know a religion has done a great job of, of getting people to like believe that you know you need to consume the flesh of christ like that's cannibalism hello you know, it's really weird. Drink the blood of Jesus. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't. Have you heard that in Christianity? No. Oh, okay. You okay? So that's the thing. It's like they'll have you do this thing. It's like you you eat bread and like this bread re represents the oh, yeah. the body of Christ, yeah, yeah. and they have you drink the wine and that represents the blood. That's literally a ritual for cannibalism. It's very deep. Um, and so I think this whole idea of like grass fed beef doesn't excuse that the only way that that cow dies is by is from its own is by force it doesn't choose to die yes 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 and it you know milk was designed whether it's raw milk i see a lot of raw milk stuff going around and listen you guys you guys know me by now for people who watch this i love you regardless <laughs> yeah no i was just thinking the same thing. my my experience i haven't got a chance to talk about this yet so again this is going to show us who is able to actually hold a conversation and who's not able to hold a conversation and hopefully we can talk about it because yeah. i am curious maybe i'm missing something but um yeah one thing i also know is that my yeah. diet is always changing it's never yeah. you've got to literally have to just go with whatever and with What's whatever there? healing and one time I remember I just had to eat loads of cheese. And for the you whole time I had to eat loads of cheese. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just ate loads of cheese and then I, done. You're done, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the thing, it's like, again, I'm speaking only from my direct human experience and what I've perceived. Um, but it's funny how quickly people will take your, like one person's experience as a threat to theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's because if people aren't, if people really aren't rooted in what they are, saying or doing they'll feel like someone else is doing something opposite or talking about it as a threat you know what i mean yeah but definitely. it's really not if you're if you're solid with it it's not a threat 
And also, I think there's just a level of understanding the process that we're going through. Like one of my other friends that I interviewed in the podcast, she said, you know, she used to eat loads of meat and to understand that, that she, there's like, she, she has to get to there. So, you know, like vegan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seeing the process. And like you said, you, this, it's not threat, but just understanding that this is kind of like what's taking place. Right. <laughs> when you yeah. can it, then you know, and then you can help yourself, right? Yeah, exactly. And then, and like, um, I mean, if people are watching this, there's stuff I don't know about veganism. I mean, feel free to share. But I think it's, even for me, it's not even just about like the mice or the cows or yeah, you know, the pigs. It's like more spiritual for me. It's about yeah. understanding that like yeah. at the end of the day, if, if I say I'm an eternal being mm-hmm. and I'm a self-generating being, there's a good chance I should start to move in direction of sustaining my energy without actually eating anything. Mm-hmm. Surely, but slowly. Mm-hmm. You know? And so um, for me, going back to eating a cow, versus choosing to sun gaze and then going to eat like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or whatever it is. Um, yeah, that's just, that's not where I'm at right now. I think, and I also feel bad. I, I have, I want to, I want to say this too, because it's something that I feel compassion for. Like I have kids. So one thing I could never imagine someone coming in and taking my partner's breast milk to feed that like their cat or something. Mm-hmm. And this is not a slight against anyone who's drinking dairy, like not at all. But again, here we are just discussing. Yeah, I could yeah. never imagine um, that. And so how do humans rationalize going to a cow mother whose breasts are her udders, who are designed for that baby? That baby will drink that and grow 300 pounds in like a couple months, right? Now I understand that there's some enzymes and stuff in, the, in like raw milk that that's helpful. I get that, but I don't think there's anything in the plant kingdom that cannot provide what milk or dairy can. Um, but basically whenever humans drinking milk, they're, they're drinking a baby cow's milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's like, that's like, that's like me going up to a, a, another woman and just being like, Oh, I'm thirsty. Like, <laughs> it, it, I, I i have not been able to wrap my head around it i cannot wrap my head around that logic. i mean could you imagine going up to to a grown woman who's feeding her baby taking the baby off putting the baby aside and then putting the boob in your mouth like what <laughs> I, the logic for me um again this is not supposed to be offensive but it is something i'm very curious to <laughs> yeah i love that i you know what I, since i was a child i hated the taste of milk it always give me this funny lump in my throat i like i couldn't mm-hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah but, i was like don't remind me please i don't want to look at it no <laughs> chris you have to look at that no don't make me jokes but yeah i think ultimately the, again these are my opinions trust yourself more do trust all- yourself yeah yeah <laughs> do you i mean look i could be completely off maybe you drink milk and you, you turn into superman yeah. that's awesome you know i, I don't care I, this is why i never talk about food or post about it because yeah, exactly people, i don't care i really just don't yeah. care but it's when the opportunity arises it is fun to discuss some of the thoughts i've had around it so yeah yeah, yeah thank you <laughs> you're welcome um yeah i feel like we can wrap it up thanks thank you so much for your time i feel like it's quite a long one but it seems yeah like- I, I don't know how long we've been on but this has yeah. been absolutely um amazing there's 
and it's funny because there's still so much more that, that we could uncover and, and I know talk, for sure but like, you know um yeah. interstellar stuff and things like this but in short I think we could sum it up with saying that you know humanity is moving into a space where they have to make a choice either they are going to move on or not excuse me and that uh those choices aren't made by like finding the next teacher or the next religion or the next uh, teaching. Those choices are made by our own inner guidance, right? And how we align to the external world. And if sometimes that external world does involve a teaching, we can look at that teaching now, not as the end all be all, but as a um, kind of like a check mark on the journey, right? To, to, to the full experience of truth. And, um, yeah. I will say if people want to check out some of the other work I'm doing, I'll say this real quick. Yeah, uh, and join like the Republic of Eternal Nations. We have our own IDs, our own vital records office. Um, we have a lot of really amazing things going on. So I'll be doing a lot of private events coming up in the near future. I'm going to start to make my events more um, smaller and more private. Because again, this is that transition from, hey, we're all done, you know, to like, all right, I really honor my energy, space and time. And uh, I want to communicate with people who want to communicate with me. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Jess, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Can I just ask you one question that I like to ask everyone? <laughs> yeah. What does freedom mean to you? What Sorry. does freedom mean? Quite a big question. <laughs> hmm. I think, well, freedom is the ability to recognize truth. It's like you anytime you latch yourself on to, to just one thing, you know, that's not freedom. You know, freedom has to be something that is boundless, something that has to be adaptable. And um, I think I like this example a lot. You know, before, I don't know if there was like a point in time or, or a, a um, Cartesian local destination but let's say for this question, before source outpictured its first part of itself, it mm -hmm. was freedom. It was complete potentiality. You know, freedom can be complete potentiality and recognizing truth. But before source outpictured itself, it was complete potential. The second something comes into form, it ceases to be that pure potentiality, that pure energy. So truly, 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 layer upon layer upon layer, every single thing that we see, read here in this holographic world is an illusion. It is not free because that freedom is truly only in the purity, loving, and innocence, that, that, that pure prime spark that is complete potentiality. Mm. and from there you get into this like you know yeah you know civil freedoms and, and, and freedom and relationships and all that stuff but at the core of it that's what freedom is to me it's it's recognizing truth not your truth because your truth is just a uh preference your truth is not the truth your truth is just a preference my truth you mean you you mean you prefer that <laughs> mm. right but the truth that surpasses all understanding is akin to freedom is akin to pure potential 
Mm, love that. Yeah. I feel like this is just very relevant to what's taking place right now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. I hope that when people listen to this, they can uh, reflect on it and, and, you know, again, take take what resonates. Please leave what doesn't. Yes. This has been a beautiful conversation. And, and here's to yes. the future now moment of humanity. May we all continue to move into mm. peaceful human advancement. Yes, amazing. Yeah, and open and curious. Thank you yes. so much. Thank you so much for your time. Yes. For being open yeah. and sharing. And uh, I'm really excited to see. I feel like this period of time is really exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be continued, though, for sure. Yeah. 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 All right, Star Friend. We'll chat soon. Amazing. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to this podcast. We hope that you can gain many insights through the art of listening. If you haven't already, we would love it if you can follow us on YouTube, on Instagram, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if that feels right for you. We've also just launched our first online course, Awakening 101. The Ninja's Guide to Navigating Your Spiritual Awakening, which is led by me and is offered by a donation. So if you feel called to that, then please dive in. It's available via our website. Thank you.